3: brought the room together this is the 30 something movie podcast i don't know it was the the dude i heard the dude and it made me think of big lebowski and and i just yes. kinda, i, I kind of went from there so but this is the 30 something movie podcast i am your host john Reed. i am joined tonight by two lovely lovely gentlemen um no matter what their facial expressions might be saying right now they are lovely gentlemen <laughs> Uh, the first one you can hear is Patrick Cannigallo. Pat, how are you doing? Hi, everybody! Happy New Year! Happy New Year,
0: everyone! Uh, Happy New Year. Well, I, actually, Happy New Year. Last episode, this is the first one we're actually correct. recording in the New Year. But we've talked Lethal Weapon three already. Correct.
3: Correct. Uh, so, see, yes, we I have know already, that it's... we have already started the year off with a bang.
1: Yeah.
3: uh We've still also Happy got... New Year. Yeah, still Happy New Year. No matter what, we can say Happy New Year for the next few weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. and somebody may be listening to this around New Year's, like, 15 years from now, so who knows?
1: One never knows. Every every week is Happy New Year. Every day is Christmas, and every night is New Year's Eve. There we go. (laughs) There we go.
3: And the other dulcet tones that you can hear there are Bo Warmbold. Bo, how's it going?
1: Uh, well, John, and yourself?
3: I am doing fine. I am doing all right. Um... So we are uh, tonight. We are talking about the 1992 movie. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird to say 92. We've been saying 91 for a whole year. Um, I know the 92 movie Haffa, uh, starring Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. Before we get into that, though, um, we are gonna dive a little bit into. Now that we're in the new year, we're gonna dive a little bit into talking about some of our favorite movies we've seen over the course of the 2021. Year So uh, real quickly, spoiler alert, we kind of just talk freely here. So we if you hear us start to mention a movie, we might spoil something about it. So just be aware. Uh, have, have your finger poised over that uh, 10 second jump mark on your favorite podcast player if you want to. Um, we are also part of the Scene Stealers podcast network this episode and all the others are sponsored by a scene stealers international convention agent. They got a top class roster of movie and TV stars ready to be booked if you're doing a comic con or some other kind of event. For more information check out global.com and then you can visit our website 30podcast.com where you can rate, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon, get some bonus episodes, um, all kinds of good stuff at 30 and the Word podcast com get over there to our website check that stuff out. Um, so let's let's jump on into this gentlemen it's um, it's 2022 and uh, 2021 was another interesting year to to, yeah. to say the least. Um, also an interesting year for trying to see new movies. so um, I tried to compile a little bit of a list of, of some of my favorite movies that I had seen over the course of this last year. A lot of those um, were definitely over streaming. Um now I I definitely saw a few more movies in the theater than I did in 2020 I think cuz I was just ready to get back and see things on the big screen. Um mm-hmm. So I did see a few more in the theater this year obviously than I did last year. Um but uh yeah, let's just we'll, we'll take a few minutes. We'll kind of we'll do a year in review kind of a deal. Um and if I'm about to say anything if you guys haven't seen uh one of these movies if I start to mention something and you're like don't say anything about the Spider-Man or anything like that then just, you know, Throw your hands up in the air, waving around like you just don't care, and I will zip my lips. But um, as we start, either to that, oh, go either ahead. that, or I might
0: just, I, you know, because because uh, you know, I could, I could just pull the headphones off.
3: You know what I'm that's saying? That's true. You could pull the headphones off for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then just don't listen to this episode afterwards. Yeah, 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 that's the that's the trick. So, do you have? And, and we'll dive into we'll dive into some more of these. Um, do you have an absolute favorite movie that rises to the top for you? that came out in 2021, whether it came out on streaming, I'm not going to pull a Martin Scorsese here and be upset as to whether it came out on streaming or in the theater. Um, But do you have an absolute favorite movie, whether it was streaming or movie theater that you saw in 2021, this one rise to the top for you? I could pull, I could pull the whole uh, macho man thing. The cream rises to the top brother. and That whole thing. (laughs) I'll skip that for now. Mm. Um, yeah, do you have a uh, do you have a top movie from 2021?
1: Uh, an absolute like... top. <laughs> Got two that I'm thinking about and I'm trying to decide which one to say. But <clears throat> I think I'm going to say Dune. Okay. All right, man. Liked Dune a lot. There you go.
0: I've heard nothing but great stuff. My, uh, all the people, uh, my family have all seen it except for me. And they just say it is awesome. They just awesome. They just say it's awesome.
3: Yeah. It was good. I, we liked it. Sharon and I watched it at home. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to say it rose to the top for me, um, but it was definitely good. I think Dune, this is something that, that Sharon and I have kind of an issue with as we've been trying to watch new TV shows every now and then. It's the reason we had a little bit of a hard time getting into The Witcher. Um, it's a reason why things kind of petered out a little bit for us for Game of Thrones. Um, I think we in particular, just because I think we have so many things we want to watch, we struggle a little bit with shows that have names that are so different from Earth names that sometimes like we just, we have a hard time keeping track of the characters and then it gets frustrating. So Dune might've been, might been one of those that had, it was a little bit of like, okay, wait, who is what? And, and what is that person's name? I don't remember that person's name now. And I, so uh, we liked it, we enjoyed it. Um, but that kind of, that was one that was like, all right, I enjoy it, but I'm still kind of like, I'm a little stuck on who did what and what was this? And, and that.
1: I think for me, it was the, you know, it- it was the the potential of what it could be to finally tell that story cinematically, oh, yeah. and you know, just a lot of potential. I think. Yeah. But there were some other. I mean, you know, you want to talk the the comedy? We could talk uh, the the coming the coming to coming to T O O America yeah. was pretty funny. I still have oh. not seen that one. That's on my list. To oh, see, but... you got to see that one. Okay. It's good. Is it good? That's an Amazon one too. Yeah.
3: Well, and there's so many of these that I have the services that they're on. So it's not like I need to go find them. They're there. I'm paying for them already, but I just need to watch them.
1: And then the one I thought Pat might say, but he hasn't yet. So I'm waiting to see if he goes there.
3: Well, see, Pat, what was your, uh, what was your number one? I think I know, uh, but.
1: Yeah. You know. I,
0: but
3: this was is it, hard, man. Was it, this uh, is hard. Was it Carrie Ann Moss Resurrections? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. <laughs> I want to be careful with spoilers here. Has everyone seen The Matrix? I have. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you guys both saw Resurrections? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's got to be Matrix Resurrections for me, okay. I, which is really hard because I really, really love the Bond franchise, and I thought No Time to Die was great as
1: well. I, I was, I, I was trying to decide if you were going to say that one or Black Widow. Oh, and then there's Black Widow. Yeah,
0: it's it's so hard. I, it's it is all all of it is. Dude, there are no easy answers. There's no easy answers.
3: I still um, I still have not had a chance to see No Time to
1: Die. I'm I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Me neither. That's okay. one oh. I can't wait to see. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm just going to keep my app shut then on that.
1: Unfortunately, but... the internet has spoiled a lot of it for me. Accidentally. yeah. Okay. I, Which, I've yeah. managed to
3: remain spoiler-free, so. Oh, I'm impressed.
0: That's Well, I will not spoil you, John. Okay. But uh, let's just say that I, and I'm a fan, so you guys are not going to get a biased opinion from, or an unbiased opinion from me. But, I mean, yeah, No Time to Die was great. Um, Black Widow was great. Um in fact, I want to say Black Widow went into my top five Marvel movies. Um, oh, really? It was it was pretty damn good. good. It was it was so good. And you know, it's funny because I was having this discussion, and I'm like, I, I really think that whole group of Captain America, uh, Black Widow, Falcon, like I just tend to like those. Like Winter Soldier, I think was my favorite Marvel movie. I I, I mean, it was just. It was just uh, – anyways, Black Widow I thought was just a great film. Um, the two of them were so fun yes. together. Yeah. You know what? That's the thing. That's that's the thing is, is – uh, what's her name? Flo- is it Florence Pugh? Yeah. Yep. She is so good. And, I mean, if you've seen Hawkeye, oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. Um, and I think I just did a major spoiler <laughs> – Without a warning on that one, sorry. Oh no, we've already warned um, everybody. Okay, but I mean, like, she is just so good and so charismatic. I mean, she is just amazing. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to. Uh, I. By the way, which, which is crazy. I was going to say her and um, and uh, Natasha Romanoff. What's her name?
3: Scarlett Johansson,
0: Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, their chemistry is amazing.
3: Yeah.
2: And
0: then her, her chemistry with the the gal in Hawkeye is amazing. Yeah. Which the gal in Hawkeye, my dad was telling me, and I haven't checked this out, but my dad was telling me she played the girl in True Grit, the remake with
1: the dude. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she was Emily Dickinson in the um, Apple TV plus thing. Okay. Okay, which is yeah. supposed to be good, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Haven't watched it yet. It felt a little yeah. too, how do I say this nicely? It felt a little too tween girly to me yeah. in the previews, mm-hmm. but now that I've seen her in Hawkeye, I kind of want to double back and see if it's any good. Yeah. Because a lot of people yeah. said it was good. And now that it, now that I know she's that good, there's part of me that's like, okay, maybe I got to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yet though, so we'll see
0: yeah
1: shang t was a good movie yeah really? i have not seen that one yet don't worry about either. spoiling it i'm gonna watch it soon enough i am very excited to see that because i've i did watch of all the silly things i watched all of the um uh, what ifs oh yeah oh yes those were oh, fun that's good yes stuff.
0: <laughs> yes Yes, those were And if good. anyone doesn't
1: know what I'm talking about, on Disney Plus, they have a series of six, seven, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. Marvel What Ifs, and it says season one, so maybe there'll be more, who knows. But basically, it's alternate reality takes on your favorite superheroes, and there's some fun stuff in there.
3: Yeah. They have a – that's kind of Marvel's – it's ever since the – I want to say at least the 70s, maybe even further back – um, they had a series at different times that was called what if, and they would do stories like what if Wolverine did not get the adamantium skeleton or what if so-and-so had killed the incredible Hulk or, you know, stuff like that. And so they, from time to time, you know, DC has their own, they call it else worlds. So they'll do like, mm. what if Clark Kent had crash landed in Gotham city and was adopted by the Waynes or, you know, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, when I saw they were doing a what if animated series, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this was it was well done, too. It was. Yeah, it was well done. Yeah. Well, And the fact that they got most of the movie actors to voice the characters, too.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
3: I was impressed with that. Yeah.
0: Well, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen what if, but they started it off as like a what if thing. But then the way they're all playing with the multiverse. Yeah which everyone's playing with the multiverse. It's not a, what if it's just kind of a alternate verse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting way to wrap it up. I was like, okay, yeah. right. Should have seen that coming. Didn't right on.
3: Yeah. I, I have a feeling yeah. some of that's going to tie into the Dr. Strange movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would make sense.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: They're not They're They're, uh, they're good for that to tie yeah. stuff together in ways that you don't see coming. Yeah. Um, all right. So Pat, so, uh,
3: Bo yours uh, was, yours was Dune. Yeah. And Pat, are you going matrix? I'm sorry, Carrie and Moss resurrections.
0: I'm, I'm going to go matrix resurrections guys. All I, right. and it's funny. I'm like, we got, it was our first day of break and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll see matrix when I see it. And then getting to a theater didn't seem to be in the cards. I mean, one, just to say, you know, the family time Bye, guys, I'm heading to the theater. much less I I mean that just wasn't gonna gel it wasn't like there was a big group of going and at this point with the pandemic I don't know if a big group doing anything is a good idea so I was kind of like sitting there and everyone like crashed it was the first night of break and everyone was exhausted and I'm just like there's a new Matrix movie why am I not watching this movie right now so I went ahead and broke down and got HBO Max which Boy that was the best 15 bucks I've spent for the month cuz I ended up watching the matrix like 3 times in the first night. Oh, I dude. watched it. I watched it and then I'm like I, and and I know I know that this is going to totally sound like recency bias. But I was just as excited after watching matrix resurrections as when I saw the original matrix and I know the original matrix was a unique thing and is on a pillar that we can't reach. And I'm not comparing it in that way. I'm just saying my excitement meter was just as high. And I'm like, yep, let's go back and watch that one again, because it was, I mean, and if I was at the theater, I would have walked out, bought a ticket and walked right back in. I mean, it was so fun. I so much enjoyed that movie. That's all I've got to say about that. It's it's just so fun.
3: It was fun. And Bo, have you seen it? You said you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and I I too got HBO Max because I knew we were in Florida and I was like we're going to all these Disney parks and I'm already like stretching to go out and be around people, um, you know, crowds of people that. Well, we'll just leave it at that. Um, and I was like, yeah, movie theater. I'm. I don't think I'm going to a movie theater, especially in Florida. Um, I'll, I'll wait and maybe come back to a movie theater in Chicago and maybe find a time when I feel like it may not be as crowded um, and so did get the HBO Max I actually watched it with my sister uh, one of the nights that we were there right around Christmas time and I, I have a little bit of a different reaction from Pat we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, anyway so I'm curious Bo to get kind of your reaction on it um, I didn't actually care for it as much like, I, I went into it super excited and was like, I've been, ever since I heard about this Matrix movie, I've been excited about it. Um, and I told Pat, admittedly, I probably need to watch it again. Um, but it just kind of, I don't know, there were just, there were some parts to it. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. But there were several parts to it that I was like, oh, all right, that's how you're going to do that? Huh. Okay. And we've already said spoiler things, so... Um, Smith, I was like the, the new version of Smith. I was like, well, that seems anticlimactic and a little disappointing. Mm. Huh? Okay. So I don't know. I, I just, I kind of got, I was, I was in the middle of watching it and I was, I mean, I was, I was pumped up. I was ready to go. I'm like, Oh, I'm excited to watch this movie. I'm, this is going to be a lot of fun. And as I'm watching the movie, I can, it's, it's almost like I can hear, the balloon deflating sound, you know, coming from my brain. And I'm like, oh, well, that I'm." you might want to get that checked down. I, I probably do. <laughs> I probably do. It was, it was probably from having you know, been in Florida and going to Universal Studios and all that stuff. Um, yeah, no, and, and I was, and it made me kind of sad. I was like, I was really looking forward to this, and I just didn't. I enjoyed watching it, but that's probably the the best I can say about it. Is that I just I wasn't thrilled by it. I wasn't wowed by it, and I remember being wowed by the original Matrix back when it came out. And then I remember being wowed by, you know, <laughs> bless you, sir. Um, Sorry, tried to mute that.
1: Oh no, didn't you're good. get there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he has sneezed into the Matrix. Um, yeah,
1: that's what I did. Yeah, um,
3: and I just. I was wowed by the original Matrix and I was wowed by the the like the CGI and the fight scenes with like the multiple Smiths in Matrix Reloaded. And, and then I watched Matrix Revolutions and it just didn't like this one didn't have any wow factor for me. So, mm-hmm. so I felt a little sad because like, I was I was looking forward to this blowing my mind and it just didn't. So, but I, like I said, you know, Pat, when you and I talked about it a, a week or two ago, um, I was like, "Yeah, I, I need to see it again. I need to watch it at least one more time. Give it another, give it another go around." But yeah, I just didn't. I was, I was a little sad. I was, I was hoping I would have been more excited.
0: Yeah, and, and what you're saying seems to be right in line with what I think. Like the populace says, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of just everyone's. A lot of folks' reaction was exactly that is, hey, cool, another Matrix movie, but you know, they were maybe wanting something more or different, or however you're going to say it.
3: Yeah. Um, all right. So, my number one, I made my little list here of, of movies that I know that I saw either in the theater or on streaming. I think I had about 16. Movies mm-hmm. that I ended up seeing that were 2021 movies. Um, I have some that are up there that I really enjoyed. I gotta go with Zack Snyder's Justice League.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I figured you might say that. I don't think that would be a surprise to anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Nah. No. Good movie. Yeah,
3: yeah. That and I mean, I that was one that I rewatched. For me, that was almost kind of like, and having already seen, well, let me say that carefully. Having seen a different movie called Justice League several <laughs> several years ago, so knowing that I'm going to see something that's fairly similar in some ways, um, I went into it. I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's just have no expectations and see what happens." And I think watching that movie and then turning around when they came out was it? What was it like a week later or a few days later? They came out with the um, Justice is Gray version where it was in black and white. I think I watched mm. that thing four times, and it's like a, what is it, like a four-hour, five-hour
1: movie? It's a handful, for sure.
3: Yeah, and I think yeah. I I think I saw it four times in the first two weeks it was out. So now that's um, impressive.
1: That was, mm-hmm.
3: I, for me, it was like a, wow, okay, I'm not going to do this, em- it's not going to be like a fight club, where immediately after I finish the movie the first time, I hit rewind and watch it again, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on this a little bit, and I might have to watch it again tomorrow. Um, so that one for me, that that comes to the top for me. It's gonna be Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, and I'm gonna give a a very a, a very um, like 1.5 vote to Spider Man No Way Home. Mm. I'm I'm not gonna say why because I don't want to spoil anything if anybody hasn't seen it. But yeah, that one I haven't gotten to yet. It is it is so much fun. And I think, I think the only thing exactly I said to you, heard. Pat, the other day was it's so much fun and it takes the story. You think you might know how the story is going to go and how it's going to treat these characters. And it kind mm-hmm. of takes it in a different direction. And it, was, hmm. and it was something new. And I was like, all right, I like that. That's cool. Cool, man. And then I think I might have to give a 1.75 vote uh, to the Suicide Squad. I don't know if you guys – did you guys see the new Suicide Squad
1: that came out this year? I did not. I haven't seen the other one. Well,
3: you could probably skip the other one. That's what I hear. I'm sorry, and I I apologize because I know know Jeff is going through some rough stuff right now. Um, (laughs) But I have to do this. Um, The Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad, you can probably skip that one. (laughs) But the new Suicide Squad (laughs) is amazing and it's hilarious.
0: I started watching John, actually we talked and you're like, Hey, if you got time and I went whatever night it was and I put on, I only had enough time. You know, I started it and I started it and I'm just sitting there like just laughing, like to the point that I'm crying. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to finish this movie so I can second it that I started it and I can already see exactly what you're talking about. Cause it's like, yeah, dude, this is, this is pretty funny.
3: It's got, I mean it, I laughed with that. The way I will sometimes laugh with Ash versus Evil Dead.
1: hmm Oh, okay.
3: Like, it's it's fun stuff. And that movie is like, it, and I told Pat, I said, it's James Gunn, so you know it's going to have, like, some of the same comedy you get in Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's as if Guardians of the Galaxy could be R-rated. <laughs> and imagine what other kinds of comedy you can add to that. Mm-hmm. And probably even like more unexpected and more twisted.
0: Yeah, it was almost like Kindred Spirits, maybe more to like a Deadpool yeah. type thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it had about, and I think that's why I enjoyed it, because it had, to me, it had those kind of guardian, the Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, but also the kind of like Deadpool sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah yes so, so that's mine i uh, zach snyder's justice league wins it out for me uh spider-man no way home was a very very close second and i would say uh suicide squad so i'm, I'm going with the trifecta of superhero movies here
2: hmm.
3: was there a movie hmm. for you and then we'll get on talking to hoffa um because we've been talking this for 25 minutes and people probably came to hear hoffa um we don't know where he's buried. By the way, this just, if you need to stop listening to the episode now, we'll just, spoiler alert, we don't know where he is. Um, but uh, before we get into talking about Haffa, last question with the 2021 movies. Um, was there a movie from 2021 that you watched that you didn't expect, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like you didn't expect you were going to see this or enjoy it, and you're like, I've never even heard of this thing, and it was really good.
1: Belfast.
3: I want, to, oh, I want to see
1: that one. I
3: yeah.
0: haven't watched it yet, but I really want to see it. Oh, so good.
1: Okay. What what, what uh, channel is it up on? Um, uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay, that, uh, everything I'm looking at shows rent, but I know I didn't rent it, so how did I see it?
3: I feel like
0: well, I won't on... make you look it all up now. You know, I can. Well, no, I, can I mean, I
1: just have to go to Just Watch real quick. I just, I yeah, just I watched it, so I went on there.
3: Um, it's a, well let's see, now it shows only for purchase here that I can see for rent.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'm seeing the same thing. How did I see this movie?
3: Wait, because you didn't go to the theater.
1: No. Uh,
3: you didn't. You didn't. It
1: had to have been available somewhere for a hot minute, or maybe we caught it on. Maybe like cable or something oh could be but i know i saw it it was
3: Hmm. it was very good yeah i remember seeing the previews for it um and i was like all right that's going on the watch list Hmm. yeah i was Hmm. trying to see if i could find a place that um Because I feel like you're right. I feel like there was a point in time where you could stream it.
1: Yeah, because I saw it, and I, I know I, as interested as I was in it, I don't think I would have rented it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
3: Maybe it was Was on HBO Max when it first
1: came out, and then HBO Max. That would maybe explain it. Because I'm looking
3: at an article here, and the, in this quick little sentence, it says, uh, because it's Focus Features, they don't have their own streaming platform. And this article says, uh, Focus Features tends to head their movies over to HBO.
1: Oh, well, then there you go.
3: So maybe it's possible. It was to their HBO Marvel. Max
1: or HBO on TV, but yeah. that makes sense. It's very good. Yeah. No, that one's on my watch list.
3: Mm-hmm. Pat, what about you? Did you have any surprises?
0: Uh, surprises, you know, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but we saw Encanto, uh, as the family and, and that Mm. was, it was just a, it was just a great movie. No reason to say surprised because I mean, you look at who's making the movie and, and they just like do great things. But uh, I thought Encanto was very, very good, and that was one that I wouldn't necessarily, probably, have planned on seeing on my own. So that would go under the surprise thing. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's pretty much it. I, I kind of all the other movies that I saw, um, kind of were like, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this movie. I guess going cycling back to Black Widow, just how much I liked Black Widow. Yeah. Um, I guess that took me by surprise. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I was going to say, oh, I'm going to see a great Marvel movie. And instead I saw it and I thought, wow, that's just fantastic. Um, so that might go under that category. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know about surprises beyond that.
3: Okay. Um, I would say, I mean I, I won't say surprised for this one. The Val documentary was really good. Mm, um, yeah. So that one didn't surprise me. Um, there were There were actually three different movies that we watched together as a family. Um, they were they were fine for the kids to watch. Um, three different ones and I mean they were they were really good. like I, I don't want to say necessarily that I was like, oh, I was just shocked how good it was. Um, but one of them, like we were really surprised because it was, I think one of the kids while we were in Florida, they they put it on. Uh, I think it was on Disney Plus, and uh, they were just watching it in the morning while we were having breakfast one morning. And as the family kind of trickled in, they were like, "What's this movie?" And we all kind of sat down and started watching a little bit of it. And we're like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, hold on, can we pause this and maybe restart it later after we get back from one of the one of the parks?" And they're like, "All right, okay. I've already seen twenty minutes of it. Like, I know, but like, this is it. Seems really good. Let's watch the whole thing." Um, so the the two that we watched that weren't surprises, but we just really enjoyed them was uh, Finch with Tom Hanks that was on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I heard some people kind of complaining about it. They're like, "It's Tom Tom Hanks, a dog and a robot." I'm like, yeah, so sounds good to me. Sign Tom me Hanks
1: reading the phone book. I'm probably going to check it
3: out. I'd be fine with that. Uh, the other one was 8-Bit Christmas, which was on HBO Oh, how Max. was that? It was good. It was funny. It was kind of like a modern – if you wanted to do like a modern retelling of a Christmas story. Hmm. And, and instead of the kid wanting to try to get a BB gun, they're trying to get a Nintendo Entertainment System in 1987 or 88. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it was funny. It was really funny. The one that surprised us, the one that the kids uh, started watching – actually, Nora started watching when we were in Florida – um, There's this little movie called Ron's Gone Wrong, and I had not heard anything about it. Um, it was on – it's on HBO Max, but it's also on Disney+. Plus. I don't know how long it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, and you would think that this is like – you'd almost think it's like Pixar or one of these others, but it's actually a – this is the first movie by this, um, by this animation studio And it's this story about these little, um, like, it's all these kids in a, I think it's a middle school, um, and every kid has their own, like, little personal assistant egg-shaped robot. Um, And it's kind of like, it's a little bit of the message of, like, you know, kids having cell phones and, you know, maybe being addicted to their cell phones because their little personal assistant robots, um, you know, can uh, take video of whatever they're doing and post it up to their version of Instagram or can... Um, you know like things for them or give them suggestions and so it kind of the movie kind of starts with with that and the main character of the movie is this kid who um, his dad is like no I, I we, well, first of all we can't afford one of those and second of all, I don't want you addicted to that I want you going outside and playing and he's the only kid in the middle school that doesn't have one of these robots And then the story kind of goes from there and it's not just a kind of a, like a preachy movie about, you know, don't overdo the cell phones with kids or things like that. It actually, like, it it had a much bigger message than that, and it was just a really fun little movie. So I'm going to say that is the one that probably surprised me because I had not heard anything about it. Um, uh, and and what gotta, was that
0: called again, Sean? It, what was the name of that one?
3: It's called Ron's Gone Wrong. Ron as in like, the name Ron. Yeah, and it was good. It was really good. The kids had a lot of it. The kids and the adults, everybody enjoyed watching it.
0: Very cool. Yeah, that sounds
3: very good. Yeah, it's it was a, it was a good one to watch with the kids because it kind of, like I said, it starts with the is this a story about the dangers of social media and cell phones and and at the beginning, yes, it kind of seems that way, but then it veers into and it still kind of gives you that idea, but it also veers into the like what is friendship like that's that's the big message it's like what does it mean to be a friend to someone and um you know and it doesn't always there are moments where it talks about and it kind of gets at the idea of like the evils of social media or the evils of you know children having technology all the time but then it kind of gets into the well let's let's also talk about the reality of these little robots aren't necessarily going anywhere so how do we deal with them responsibly and still have human friendships so no I I thought it was a really good little movie interesting and you said it was animated yeah yeah. I don't remember the I was trying to remember the name of the uh, let's see locksmith animation is the name of the studio and it was I believe it's their first movie they've ever made so I mean it, it looks like it looks like it could be just like you know Pixar or any of these others that have made a ton of movies, um, and uh, it's it's really not. It was their first movie, so it's pretty good outing for a first movie. Very cool. But yeah, that was a very good cool. One. That was a good one. All right. Uh, before we get into Hoffa, do we have anything else we want to say about twenty twenty one? Now that we're kind of leaving it in the rearview mirror. Well, there were a lot of good movies, and there's a lot that are going to be
0: fun to watch and rewatch for me. And I mean, there's still like, I still got to see Dune. I still got to see Spider-Man. And from what everyone was saying, those movies are just most epic. So there looking are forward to it.
3: There are so many movies as I was going through when I, when I pulled up on letterboxd and I was going through, I was like, okay, let me just pull up the year 2021 and see what it is that I saw and what I missed. And like you guys said, I am looking at so many of these, like I, I haven't seen um, don't look up. Yet, um, yeah, I want to see that. I, I, I keep hearing good things about that one. I have not seen it's. It's, it's very fun. Did you watch it? It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Shang Chi. Um, I haven't seen another one. I want to see was the Green Knight. Um, haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, there's just there's so many on here from 2021 that I'm like, all right, I missed that one. I missed that one. I definitely want to see that one. Uh, Belfast was another one of those. Like I said, I haven't seen the newest Bond movie. Um, Yeah, there's just a bunch.
1: Yeah, I want to see Bond bad.
3: Yeah. I was going to, if I had a little bit more time, I kind of ran out of time before we had to go back after the break. Um, I was just going to pony up the $5 to rent it from iTunes and
1: and watch it the other day. It's funny. I was this close the other day myself. Yeah. Right before we, we went back, I'm sitting around going, hmm. I could do this. Mm-hmm.
0: This is Bond you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. Like I gotta make sure, to make
3: sure I have an extra two and a half hours that I can sit and just enjoy it, but
0: Again, I'm biased because I'm a fan, but of course.
3: it's very, very good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so long twenty twenty one. Actually there was a movie that came out uh in 2021 called Death to Twenty Twenty One. Um And, uh, that one is, uh, it's kind of a, a retrospective, I think it was like a comedic thing where people were like looking back on, they were uh, future historians were looking back on 2021 and kind of like, uh, reviewing it as if this was being filmed in the future. Um, so this is the death to 2021 and I'm just going to quote my, one of my favorite lines from Tombstone. Well, Bye. On yeah, to, on to 2022 a lot this and year. 1992. So we'll we'll move on. We'll move on by moving backward to 92. But when yeah. will then be now? Jump in the yeah. dialect and let's go. Let's do it. All right. So our movie this time around, we are jumping back to 1992. Actually, Christmas 1992 uh, is when this one came out. We are jumping back to Hoffa, which came out on the 25th of December 1992. Rated R, runtime of two hours twenty minutes. Directed by Danny DeVito who did Throw Mama from the Train and The War of the Roses. Norman. Uh, Producers were Caldecott Chubb, Danny DeVito, and Edward R. Pressman. Chubb did The Crow and Eve's Bayou. DeVito did Get Shorty and Man on the Moon. Pressman did The Crow and American Psycho. Writer for this one was David Mamet, who did Glengarry Glen Ross and Wag the Dog. Cinematography was done by Stephen H. Burham, who did Mission Impossible and The Untouchables. Editor for this one was Lindsay Klingman and Ronald Roos. Ronald Roos actually died in 2021. Uh, Klingman did One Out Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Man on the Moon. Roos did Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and The Next Karate Kid. Music was done by David Newman, who did Throw Mama from the Train and War of the Roses. Budget on this one was $35 million. Box Office was $29.3 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 58%, and CinemaScore gave it a B. Starring Jack Nicholson, who played James R. Hoffa. He was in As Good As It Gets and Batman 89. Danny DeVito played Bobby Charo. He was in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Batman Returns. Armand Asante played Carol D'Alessandro. He was in Judge Dredd, and American Gangster. J.T. Walsh, who died in 1998, played Fitzsimmons. He was in Good Morning Vietnam. Um, Reminded me a lot of Donna Reed, especially Around the Eyes. He was also in Sling Blade. John C. Riley was Pete Connolly. He was in Chicago and Guardians of the Galaxy. Frank Whaley played the young kid. He was in The Doors and Pulp Fiction. Check out the big brain on Brett. Uh, Kevin Anderson played Robert Kennedy. He was in Sleeping with the Enemy and Charlotte's Web. Natalia Nagulich played Joe Hoffa. She was in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and the TV series Two Broke Girls. This dramatized biography of the infamous American Union boss Jimmy Hoffa follows four decades of his life, from his rise as head of the Teamsters Union to the scandal that led to his downfall. His subsequent disappearance was allegedly arranged by the Mafia. Here is the trailer, and we're going to be back in just a second. On Christmas Day, 20th Century Fox proudly presents a Danny DeVito film.
1: We are going to march. We are going to hold together. And we are going to get what we came down here for. He was capable of anything. All I'm saying is, there's a lot more there for us that's right, that's just, that's us and it's possible. He wasn't afraid of anyone
2: he said why shouldn't he take you out in the alley and beat you until you beg for death tell him he gives me a cup of
1: coffee i'll answer his questions that's why everyone was afraid of him
0: the justice department has plenty on you mr Hoffa. you don't impress me i don't need 300 million dollars and my brother elected president whopped your ass
1: he didn't want law he wanted justice i'm gonna do what i gotta do get the union back there was a mean? i'm gonna do what i gotta do The question is, what has been lost and what has been gained? a Danny DeVito film.
2: Someday this man's going to be president of the
1: United States. Jack Nicholson. Are hey, you going to organize the cops? Hey, that's easy. Someday I'm going to organize the crooks. Danny DeVito. You could uh, cross over
2: and testify for the government. You want me to give up Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> Hoffa.
3: All right. So uh, first questions we usually run off with here is, uh, is this the first time you've seen this movie and how did this movie make you feel?
1: Uh, It was the first time I'd seen it and it made me feel intrigued. Mm -hmm. Good call.
0: I like your, I like your feeling Bo.
3: Yeah, same for me. It was the first time I had seen it, and I, I was actually going to use something close to intrigued. Uh, I was um, um, I was trying to think of a, another word to use that's along those similar lines, but I was also intrigued. Um, I wanted uh, – part of me wanted more. Like I did, I did enjoy watching the movie, but part of me was like, oh, I, I wish I could have seen more of this. Like I wanted more of that. Um, but I did enjoy it. So I will, I will also use the, I, I was entertained. Yeah, yeah. I, um, Patrick, you and I, I talked about this one uh, a few days ago or, or yeah, I think it was a couple days ago. And, um, like this one you have seen before. Cause you told me this is like one of your, like almost kryptonite movies.
0: Yeah. This one I get sucked into whenever it's on. It's like, Oh, Hoff is on. I'm going to watch this. Um, yeah, and so I, I want to say I saw it maybe in college for the first time. Um, it Obviously, it, it wasn't when it came out. I remember when it came out. Um, I remember my folks talking about it. I remember asking them about Jimmy Hoffa and and, and all that thing, you know, and the history there and, and all that. I, and so I knew of it. Uh, I remember – it, this time when this movie came out, I remember just being aware of, a, of Jack Nicholson in movies, you know, him just in a lot of movies in and around this time. And, um, you know, as we get further away from it, it well, 30 years ago, you know, like different years tend to run together, but like, I just remember, you know, Jack Nicholson, his turn as Hoffa and, and all that. And then I finally saw it, I think in college and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and got sucked into it and, like I said, it's kind of like a kryptonite movie for me where I'm just powerless to resist. Oh, it's on, I'll check it out. Even if I watch, I'll watch it up till this scene or I'll watch it to the end or or whatever. Um, and um, yeah, and and I agree with your assessment. I find the movie intriguing. I find it, like many biopics that we watch or quote unquote historical movies that we watch, I always like, okay, I want to read the book or read a couple of books. I, I would like to read the history of it and kind of delve into the fact versus fiction type, uh, type thing.
3: Yeah. One of the things I kind of discovered reading up a little bit on this movie and, and some of the other, cause there've been a lot of movies made where even if it's, even if Hoffa is not the main character is not the primary character, he's, you know, he's featured or his, his particular storyline uh, you know, of him personally is featured as part of the movie. Um, I know the Irishman, I, which I have not seen the Irishman, but I do know that that's, um, you know, that's that movie. Um, and I think, is mm-hmm. it Robert De Niro plays? No. Um, oh, shoot. It's Al, not Robert. De, it's Al uh, Pacino. Pacino plays him. Yes. Pacino plays mm-hmm. him. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and that movie revolves around that story as well. Um, I think right. so here's I'm just gonna go dive right into what I maybe wanted to see differently in this movie than what I ended up seeing was I would like to have seen because I have not having even seen some of those other movies I kind of mm-hmm. know what those other movies are about and what they do and that's they're gonna tell the story of you know how uh, you know how he was, in bed somewhat with the mafia and and you know, everything that he had to do to get, you know, to, to rise up within the ranks and and get the Teamsters formed and, you know, become the president of the Teamsters and all that. And and mm-hmm. part of me, especially, you know, and watching this movie and, and seeing that you've got such powerhouses like Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson, I was like, well, I kinda wanna see like why. Like why did he why did he feel driven to do this I feel like you had such a powerful actor in Jack Nicholson and Mm -hmm. but he Hoffa almost didn't seem like a person in this movie he seemed like a force of nature and if that's what they were Mm -hmm. trying to get across then kudos to that they did it like he's a force of Mm -hmm. nature but part of me was like you, you get I almost want to say even like halfway through the movie maybe it wasn't that much you get halfway through the movie and I was like Oh, yeah, he's got a wife and family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
3: was odd. Yeah, and it I mean, they really don't get any time. His wife gets a little bit of time later when he's about to go to prison. But, I mean, some of that stuff, I'm like, well, what was it that... Because I don't know. I, I'm not as well-versed in the actual history of Jimmy Hoffa. And part of me watching mm-hmm. this movie is like, well, what, like, what drove him... What was the instance or what was the series of events that drove him to be this passionate about... Making this happen because it's kind of like a, I, I guess I guess with this movie, I wanted a little bit of a superhero origin story, and I got mm-hmm. a you know I got a superhero sequel where we're already kind of like halfway in and he's already like, you know we're established and we're moving forward and you know we're we're fighting the bad guys kind of a thing, um, right? I I would have liked a little bit of the little more you know personal story to it and and that's probably not the story that they were trying to tell. And I get that, but I don't know. That was the only place other, otherwise being entertained and enjoying the movie. Um, that was the only place where I felt a little, I felt it a little lacking.
2: Hmm.
0: I, I see what you're saying about like the family. It would have been nice to kind of know, get to know his wife and kids and all that kind of thing. Um,
3: yeah, when I said that definitely re- would be nicer. The reason I thought of that was because as I was reading up on some different things after having watched the movie, I found a bunch of different articles of, like, the, the, the character, Danny DeVito's character was Bobby Charo. And um, as I was reading up on different things, I, I come to find out that he is an amalgamation of a couple of different people who actually existed. Um, mm-hmm. And one of those being... Um, Oh, shoot. What was his name? Was it Bobby? No, Chucky O'Brien. Chucky O'Brien that was a friend and I think driver for Hoffa, and I found a couple of different articles um, about Chucky O'Brien and how he had been accused of different things over the years by the FBI, Uh, and there was this editorial, I think, that was written by his son, uh, or stepson, and it was all about how the FBI had kind of ruined his life by accusing him of all these things, and uh, you know, how he didn't do these things. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm really interested to read this editorial now from from one of the families and, you know, mm-hmm. different, different members of the Hoffa family uh, reacting to some of these movies getting made. And I'm like, okay, well, so you're getting their reaction now, you know, was it 17 years after he disappeared when this movie came out? But like, I almost want that to be in the movie. Like, I want to see how his mm-hmm. family reacts to him doing, I, I do what I got to do. You know, I do what I got to do. I want to I see how his family reacts to him doing what he's got to do, you know, to get mm-hmm. to get the Teamsters and to get back to the Teamsters after he's gone to prison and, and all that. Um, so, yeah, once I started to read up a little bit more, I'm like, oh, well, there's that, there's that kind of human piece to it. It's, it's almost as if in this movie he wasn't human. He was just a, a force of nature. And I wanted, a, mm-hmm. I wanted just a little bit more human. Got it. Not to the point where it ruined the movie for me, because it didn't. I just, I wanted just a little bit more. Right. What about you, Bob? This was also, this was your first time watching it, so.
1: Yeah, I think I was just struck with the whole, um, the brutality of the early Union days, you know, where things were, um you know, people were getting whacked and um how they I, I liked the whole the start of the connection to the mob you know we always grew up just hearing that the teamsters and the mob were connected but to see that origin story was 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 interesting to me Um, how that starts, you know, how does that deal with the devil begin? Um, And that you start to wonder how much was his plan all along. You definitely felt like everyone else was playing checkers and he was playing chess. I don't know if that was just the way the movie wanted him to seem or if that was just how it came across. But you said, you know, superhero origin story. It's not far from the, you know, it's not far from the truth that they were showing him to be a superhuman larger than life character. Um, Yeah. So I think that that's what kept me entertained.
0: I think his Nicholson's portrayal of, um, of, of, uh, I can't think of his name. Was James Hoffa was just James R James R. What, like, it was just sublime. I mean, like you couldn't look away if you wanted to, I mean, just watching him do that. And I don't know enough to say, Oh, he played up the eccentricities or boy, he just nailed it. Even if the story was somewhat Hollywoodized, he nailed that role. I, I just don't know enough to say either way, but it was so entertaining him. And I mean, to watch him, and just, you know, kind of the accent and how he'd talk and how he'd handle himself. But then, you know, just the little things, like when he's telling the story and the guy keeps interrupting. And he's like, you know, he's like, Can you see him telling a story? No, but this is important. This is important to you. Right now, what's important to me is to tell the story. So you're gonna stand there and you're gonna wait <laughs> you know, and he's just like and then he's just like, I don't want to talk to anybody on the phone. So and so on the phone. Did you it's so did you did, did you hear me tell you that I didn't want to talk to anybody on the phone? I don't want to talk to anybody on the phone, you know, and that's okay. And he picks up the phone, but then, and then whoever he's talking to, he's like, yeah but I, I, yeah, but I got, yeah, but I got, yeah, but I got, yeah, but it's just, it, it's just entertaining. And it wasn't like you were laughing at him, like he's going for comedy or you were laughing at him, but just, it was, it was an enta- it was an entertaining character to watch whether it was a caricature or whether it was an accurate portrayal. I just really enjoyed watching that, watching it.
3: Yeah. It's, there were moments where, and I think, and I don't think I realized it until later. um, I kept thinking, I was like, something is off here. Like, I know that that's Jack Nicholson, but it doesn't look like Jack Nicholson. Right. And, And it took me a while. And then, and then I was like, does he have a fake nose on? Mm-hmm. And then I had to go to the IMDb and find out. Yes, he wore a prosthetic nose, and uh, you know, to look a little bit more like Jimmy Hoffa. And I was like, okay. But I think that was enough to help me because you know, sometimes with a, with an actor like Jack Nicholson, it's like, yeah, that's Jack Nicholson. Like you see Joker in the '89 Batman, you're like, yeah, that's Jack Nicholson. And you can't. It's it's hard to some actors. They do the part so well that you just, you forget that that's an actor. And Jack Nicholson just seems like he's such a, you know, you know who Jack Nicholson is to the point where it's like, oh yeah, that's Jack Nicholson. And you're never going to forget it's Jack Nicholson. There were moments in this movie where probably because he had some of the prosthetics on, I kind of forgot it was Jack Nicholson.
1: Have you ever danced with the devil on the pale moonlight?
3: Yeah, but if I danced with this one, you'd think it was a completely different person. I know.
1: Well. You're cheating on the devil with the devil.
3: I know, but yeah, this was you know I think it was it was entertaining. It was you know it had obviously it had a little bit of kind of the you know taking place in that time period. It had a little bit of a, like a almost like a Untouchables vibe to it. Um, you know, it's it's had uh, it, it definitely definitely some pretty rough stuff in this movie just to show the the rise of. You know the Teamsters and how he was really going to stop it. Literally nothing to make sure that this all happened the way it was supposed to happen. Um, I'm I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. To I was like, okay, but I mean, like, sure, he you know bullied some people and maybe beat up some people and and you know I'm I'm sure some cars exploded and things like that. But you know, is is he really is he really like a an absolute terrible human being? Well, when they deliver that package to the guy at the newspaper. and i was like and he he jokes about we want to stay family friendly so i'm not going to say what's in the box but he jokes about what's in the
1: box
3: well see that's that's where i went when he when danny devito's like he's like what's in the box he's like he tells him what's in the box and i Mm. was like no it's not and then later they open the box (laughs) and that's what was in the box and i'm sitting there going oh i wish it was gwyneth paltrow's head right i that would have been so much better I don't want to know. I don't want. And you could just—I mean—the look on his face when he, uh, (laughs) the look on his face when he opens up the package, and he's just like, "Kill the story." Mm -hmm. And the guy's trying, like, (laughs) dictating something or talking to, "Kill the story." Kill the story. "What, What are you talking about? And then he has to just scream, "Kill the story!" And I'm like, "Yeah." I I would also, you know. Journalistic integrity be darned. I would also kill the story at that point. If that's, mm-hmm. the, if that's the package I received with a card that just says thinking of you. Yeah. 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 So worst white elephant gift ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. Try regifting that one. You know, I'll tell you what else really got this—got me wanting to watch this movie and find it interesting was just it was a very stylistic movie, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know we talk about watching the, the being viewers of the thirty some uh, thirty something of the Greatest Gen um, podcast, mm-hmm. and those guys are obviously camera operators, cameramen, and all that. And what I've really liked in some of the uh, I should say I shouldn't say latest because they've been going for years. But some of the uh, less old ones is when they actually talk about camera work and angles and lighting and all that. And they talk about a split diopter lens, which I might be correct in saying that they used a lot in this episode in particular. A lot of split diopter lenses and. Um, so I noticed that, I noticed the transitions. I liked the, the, some of the, the, the resolves where, you know, they showed Danny DeVito driving and then it kind of fo- focused in on his silhouette and the way the silhouette was traveling down the wall. It was like, dude, that could be like, like a memorial or, or something, you know, like for, you know, over the road truckers and stuff. And, and, and the way they had that, that silhouette drive on the wall, which then kind of became someone in the next scene. I I just, I found that the movie and the camera work and and the shots that they took so very, like, just stylistic. And I I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but it it was just a very, very stylized movie. Very well thought out, put together kind of thing. Yeah.
3: But look at the, look at Pat pulling out the split diopter lens.
1: I know. Well, would approve. Well, and like
0: I said, I, I'm not an expert. I just heard the guys on the uh, uh, Greatest Gen podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of reading about, okay, examples of split diopter. So I know what I was, And they brought this up. And I, I think that was this, right? I mean, when you've got something in the foreground and in the uh-huh. far distance, all that uh, focused. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was some very cool camera not tricks but camera work
3: and yeah, shots you, you and... see that you see that sometimes especially like if you're in a movie if you're like um if you've got a character like looking over somebody's shoulder i remember like one of the one of the specific shots um in jaws um mm-hmm. i think who is brody's talking to somebody and you can see that person is in focus but then you can also see somebody in the water in the background also mostly in focus and i think that's the point at which they you know that person kind of gets pulled under the water for a moment Mm -hmm. and it's it uses that you know both are in focus at the same time and i I, a lot of times i think you get used that as like a almost like an over the shoulder shot uh with Mm -hmm. some characters okay yeah okay no I, i see pat see how far you've come
0: I've there's been a growth, there's been such growth. Yeah, I've had I've had such a growth. This, well, you should get that um, looked at. I, 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 I <laughs> we're all getting stuff looked at this week, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. They're gonna be looking into this in a sec. Um,
3: 2022, 2022 is the year of self examination.
0: That is it. There you go. That is it. Um, turn your head, <laughs> John. I have in my hand. Okay, so, um, all the camera work that. I'll tell you the other thing that really hit me in this movie is just some of the, the way they did the shots. I, I noticed some of the shots were um, from like whenever there was a protest that ended up being a bit, uh, a punch up. All right, mm-hmm. we're going to have a punch up. That's okay. They want to have a punch up. You know, when they showed like you, they'd be out in like, you know, the yard somewhere or out not, well, not the yard, not prison, but they would be out in a, you know, out in a, parking lot somewhere and protesting or whatever and they the camera would pull away and you'd watch from a distance and almost like you were looking down on the scene and it if mm-hmm. you ever it, you know if you hit pause and looked at it it could it would be just rich with all different comings and goings and and all that kind of stuff and fights and all that but all from a distance as if it was like you were looking at a you know historical miniatures you know if, if someone was yeah. setting up a a a, a uh, what do you call it? A, um, reenactment, a reenactment. Yeah. With little figurines, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But, but then all of a sudden you'd zoom in and you know, some of those fights you were like right there, you were down there crawling around like the kid trying to reach to his mom, you know, being trampled and kicked and just knocked out of the way and all that. So then the camera would bring you in and you were like right at street level. And you know, the, the blood was spraying up in your eyes. And then you would pull back again and you would be looking like the executives from that top floor of their, um, you know, penthouse window and looking down and and seeing everything from a distance. So I just, and and it never felt like cluttered or, okay, we're going to do all these different kinds of shots. Like I said, to me, it just, it made it seem very stylistic in a, in a positive manner. I mean, that term but just very stylized. Yeah. So that's all I've got to say about that.
3: Uh, all it made me think of when you were talking about setting up the reenactment with little figurines was.
0: You need it
1: on the bridge, sir. Knock on my door. Knock next time. Yes, sir. Did you see you don't worry. No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Good.
3: <laughs>
0: that's funny.
3: Yeah, no, and I think, I think that shot, um, if I remember right, one of the things I was reading up on, I think that scene where you're talking about one of the riot scenes um, where you get that, that camera shot from up high and you're seeing like everything down below almost like it's a bunch of little miniature figures. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that was one of the scenes filmed in Chicago. Oh, okay. Mm. I, I think it was filmed. I want to say it was filmed on the south side. A couple of scenes in this movie. I know some scenes were filmed in Elgin, uh, and some were filmed in Chicago. I want to say some in the Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago. Um, some different like factories on the south side they used as kind of a backdrop. Um, so, yeah, there was a little bit of work that was done in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Of, I think that scene in particular was one of them. Um, interestingly enough, little little trivia tidbit here. We'll take a trivia break here for a second. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned riots. Production on the movie actually had to stop... For a little bit because the Rodney King riots were taking place. Hmm. So they were doing some filming, so this was on IMDB. Um filming was taking place on location at the old Ambassador Hotel when the Rodney King beating trial oh, the trial verdict was announced. It wasn't the, hmm. the riots and stuff. Uh rioting in Los Angeles broke out that evening, but filming continued until late in the evening. They the things seemed relatively peaceful in Los Angeles the next morning, so filming resumed as scheduled. However, by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, rioting had become so intense, the city of Los Angeles pulled the production's filming permit. The cast, crew, and hundreds of extras were released to make their way home amidst the columns of smoke, sounds of gunfire, and clogged freeways. About three weeks later, cast, crew, and extras returned to the Ambassador Hotel on Wilshire Boulevard to finish shooting the interrupted scenes. So, have several examples of riots happening in the movie, but then real-life riots had them kind of postponing some of the filming for a bit.
1: crazy when your production dates itself like that it's yeah
3: (laughs) one of the other things that i maybe wanted a little bit more of um and i don't want to make i don't want i I keep saying some of this keep kind of nitpicking a little bit i don't want it to sound like i didn't enjoy the movie because I did um another part of it too was i almost felt a little bit like the way they were choosing to tell the story i mean the movie is called hoffa And the way they were choosing to tell the story was to frame it within those, you know, moving back and forward between them waiting at the roadside diner, um, you know, then going back in time and seeing how all this played out. Um, And then through so much of the movie, it feels like you're getting, you're you're almost always getting uh, Danny DeVito's character's perspective. You're getting Bobby Charo's perspective. And you're getting kind of like how he's reacting to things. And, I mean, it almost seems like it should be more a movie about him rather than about Hoffa himself. Hoffa, at different times, Hoffa felt like a supporting character to me in this movie. So, I don't know if that was part of it, too, that I I wanted more of, I wanted more of, I I guess I wanted more of the inner thoughts of, uh, or the inner turmoil, turmoil, the inner turmoil. Um, Certainly. Um. Of Jack Nicholson playing Hoffa, and I felt like I got more of that from Danny DeVito. So I don't know if that—I don't know if some of that comes from him having also been the director. Um, but I mean, if the movie is named Hoffa and it's about Jimmy Hoffa, then you probably should get most of that from the Jimmy Hoffa character, right? So I don't know. Yeah, I, as I said before, I think there were just there was a couple little things where I was like, no, oh, I just if they would have done this a little bit differently. I, like I said, I enjoyed the movie but if they had done this a little bit differently, I think I would have enjoyed it even more. But I did like the structure of it, like how they went back and forth. You know, you had them waiting at the diner um, and uh, jumping ahead a little bit to the end. Like, I definitely did not see that coming where the Frank Whaley character was, uh, you know, the one that was ultimately going to take him out in the parking lot. Um, But I I did enjoy that. You kind of the jumping back and forward between, um, you know, what was...
1: This is now, this is how we got here, that kind of
3: stuff. Right, right. Because what was it, 1975 was probably the latest, because he disappeared in 75. Right. I think, yeah, yeah. So 75 was the latest, then you kind of kept jumping back and forth between the past and then, which, I, while, we're, while I was talking about uh, Frank Whaley, the kid, the young kid that was, uh, you know, pretending to be a truck driver waiting for a part to come in, um, there was something that I also read on the trivia, and I was like, wow, that's kind of harsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Frank Whaley played Jack Nicholson's younger version in Ironweed in 1987. And according to Whaley, Nicholson did not care for his performance in that movie. So when they met on the set of Hoffa, Nicholson looked at him and said, you again, still acting, huh? Wow. And he went back to reading his newspaper. Yeah, that's rough, man. I'm like, if I was a young actor and somebody like Jack Nicholson said that to me, I might just cry yeah yeah <laughs> you again still acting huh wow yikes uh t- while i'm on the trivia train here uh do you know tim burton was in this movie
1: i didn't until i went to imdb yeah. and it, they mentioned it and i was like what what what
3: so yeah so this movie is is headlined by two batman villains anyway the joker and the penguin um and tim burton actually shows up in this movie as one of the teamster corpses <laughs> so you have your trifecta of Tim Burton uh in this movie as well. Um, I, so is there anything else? Anything else you guys want to say about this movie? I, did either of you see The Irishman? Did you? Did Bo? Did you? Not yet. It? You no, not seen
1: it. I need to.
3: All right. Well, I don't know that we have anything else to say about hoffa at this point. Um, I mean, I should have used this as one of the three questions, but I'll ask it now. Do we know where he's buried? Or where do you think? Here's a better question. Where do you think
1: he's buried? Oh, see, I don't think he. I don't. Well, he might be dead now, but I don't think he was killed. Oh, you think he was still alive? Yeah. Okay. I think he knew they were coming after him. It's like, screw this. I'm out of here. Yeah. He used his excuse to disappear, and he's been living on a beach in God knows where, you know, Argentina for the last however many years. Okay.
3: All
1: right. And I don't... I'm I'm embarrassed to say, after watching this movie, um, I haven't really done the math on how old he would be today if he was still alive, but... Mm-hmm. So maybe buried on a beach in Argentina, I guess, is where I think he's buried. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> buried. I just think somebody like that only disappears if they want to disappear. Mm-hmm. It's... I am of the opinion, and I know that there are many people in this world who think I'm absolutely crazy, Mm -hmm. that conspiracies are hard to perpetrate. Mm -hmm. The more people that know about something, the less chance you can keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. And for the amount of people that would have had to know about that and not squeal, just I don't know, strains credibility for me. Mm -hmm. I think he up and flew the coop. All right. Uh, no. he, he would move to leave his family behind. Don't get me wrong, but well, yeah, as the um, movie showed, maybe family wasn't all that important to the man. I don't
3: know. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I did look it up. He on uh, if if he was alive today, on Valentine's Day, he was born on Valentine's. On Valentine's Day, twenty twenty two, he would be a hundred and nine years old.
1: Okay, so he dead. So he he probably dead. Yeah. He was declared
3: dead in 1982.
1: Well, right. But that's uh, the FBI trying to smoke him out. Right. Declare him dead. See uh, see if he pokes his head up from the corner, you know?
3: Yeah. Uh, the article that I read, I, and I, I know nothing about any of it, and I have, I have no frame of reference for it, but uh, the article I read most recently, there was one from November, the end of November of 2021, um, where they talk about how uh, kind of a new lead had led them to a, um, they say a Jersey City landfill, mm-hmm. uh, and that there was the potential. Yes, FBI agents armed with a search warrant arrived in Jersey City at a plot of dirt and gravel the size of a little league diamond below the Pulaski Skyway on October twenty fifth and twenty sixth to conduct a site survey um they believe that he if he is buried there the lead that they have right now is that he is buried in a steel drum roughly 15 15 feet below ground um in that area now that's been this story is from november of 2021 um so it's fairly recent so who knows
1: yeah interesting
3: or he could be buried with his little drink with a Umbrella in it on the sand somewhere in Brazil.
1: Argentina. <laughs> Works for me. Interest. Yeah, they, it's one of those. You know, it's one of those things. Where's Jimmy Hoffa? Amelia Earhart. There's a million different responses, but
3: he's at home washing his tights. <laughs>
1: I choose to think he he got out of Dodge while the getting was good. He realized that they had made him wait too long and something wasn't right. Yeah. And again, some of that could just be, you know, coming off watching this movie even more makes you feel like he was playing chess when others were playing checkers. I just feel like
2: yeah.
1: he always seemed to be one step ahead. Yeah. So to believe that they got the drop tr- like that's the other thing. It's not just the conspiracy and all the people is to believe that they got the drop on it. Like it just I don't know. I don't know if I buy it.
3: Yeah. But and no and, and I'm just basing it off off of the because I really I really haven't done much reading about oh, the I, actual historical yeah. Jimmy Hoffa either. Um, although interestingly it, it kind of made me be like, I should look back into our family's genealogy. Um, <laughs> when I found out that the middle initial R Stands for Riddle. Oh. And Riddle is my mom's maiden name. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, and where was he born? It was like he was born in Indiana. Okay, at some point in time, there were some riddles in Indiana. All right, that's <laughs> that's interesting. I should look into this some more, and I, I don't have all the documents my dad used to have. And maybe you don't want to. And maybe I, don't, I don't, don't want to. So <laughs> Maybe I don't want to, but. I'm like, wow, that would be interesting. Um, th- no, my my question on that is just even just based on the character we saw in the movie, because um, I get your point of saying like, oh yeah, he you know he totally would have uh, had the opportunity to, to probably know he was going to get taken out and and you know get the jump on them and and uh, you know fake his own death or get away before they could get him and all that. Um, part of me is like, but you see his character in the movie, and if if the the real guy was even half as passionate about what he was doing. Do you think he seems like the kind of person that you could just fade into obscurity?
1: No, but that wouldn't have been the plan. The plan would have been to get away, regroup and come back, but yeah. he gets to Argentina and, you know, the interesting study, the historical study would be to look at maybe 1976, 77, where did a large union, Push show up across the globe, mm-hmm. but not in America. Yeah. Find a country that maybe he took a year, learned the language, and started organizing there. Like I, I'd be intrigued to see if there were any possibilities of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you hear about all the, the Nazis who got away and hid in South America. Well, if they mm-hmm. can do it, yeah, show can this guy.
3: there's the uh, the commonwealth of the bahamas trade union congress
1: well there's see the, this is what i'm talking about I just, i'm just doing a, i'm
3: doing a quick uh, google search here of trade unions established in
1: 1976
3: <laughs> uh, the sierra leone labor
1: congress <laughs> see mm-hmm. starting my own conspiracy theory here the sindicato obrero canario well that sounds complicated was eight Bless me.
3: Um, it was a uh, trade union movement in the Canary Islands. Oh, well,
1: see, though, that's what I'm talking about. So, could be. Could be. Sip a margarita with an umbrella and organize a trade union. I mean. Yeah. Confederation of Turkish real trade unions. See? Yeah.
3: I mean, he got around the globe. I Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take this list and assume that he made all of them. Done. Done. Yeah. The British
1: Union of Social Work Employees. Yeah, maybe not that one. No, not that one. I'm thinking he shows up there. He ends up deported. He's, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb in England. Yeah, he's got to be. The University of Oregon
3: Graduate Teaching Fellows Federation. Nah. Probably not. No.
1: He could organize the crooks, the cops, and the truck drivers, but teachers? Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like their kind of guy. No. Teachers would probably eat him alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
3: right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's unionize our three questions here. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible
0: because you don't know the
3: answer. Nobody could answer that question.
1: I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your
0: rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having
3: listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite
1: movie featuring a truck driver? We even prepped for this one, mm-hmm. and I still don't know if I know the answer. Okay. <laughs> it's a hard question to answer.
3: It is. It is. Well, and as I said earlier, I, I, had, I had several different options, and then I was like, ah, just to be safe, let me Google this and just see what comes up. And one of the first things that comes up, I'm like, ah, how did I not – okay, that would be my number <laughs> one choice, but how did I not come up with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you could go for the funny pick and mm-hmm. go Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Large March. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because
3: when I asked, when, so I asked this question, sometimes I'll ask the three questions at dinner mm-hmm. and I'm which like, which one
1: of your kids picked it? <laughs> well, so,
3: so I asked this question and normally when I ask any of the three questions from these movies, the response I get is, Huh? um I don't know or or John in particular is like I don't know whatever um and so this one I was like I was like all right I don't know how many of these you guys are going to be able to answer cuz you you've seen maybe like one Jack Nicholson movie um and I, so I'll just I'll ask him and we'll see how it goes I asked the favorite movie featuring a truck driver and immediately Nora goes, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. That's my girl. She's right like, there. yeah, the, you know, the truck driving one, because she hasn't seen the whole movie, but she has seen that scene. Yep. So she's like, yeah, Pee-wee's, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, Large March. Um, yep. And then John, who normally is like, yeah, whatever, I don't know, um, you know, you know non-communicative, you know, high school kid, he immediately, like, all of a sudden, his entire demeanor changed, and he's like, oh, oh. There was this one that I saw, and this guy was like an ice road trucker, and he was like – there were like these three trucks, and he had to go across the ice, and he had to do – and I'm like, first of all, who are you, and where have you taken my son? This is the most you've spoken in like the last year, and you're like super excited about this. And I said, okay, now let's narrow this down. Are you? He's like, yeah, no, there's there's like three trucks.
1: He's he's not talking about Liam Neeson's ice road thing, is He, he?
3: He is. (laughs) wow i have not seen it but i haven't either but as soon as he mentions i was like i vaguely remember liam neeson doing that movie interesting i haven't seen it yet but he goes oh yeah it was really good i was like okay all right and then you're starting to wonder boy when did you see that (laughs) the kid has access to pretty much all the passwords for our streaming services so i'm sure okay so it's possible i'm sure it's been on netflix or amazon prime or something but, yeah, part of me is like, okay, where did you – I'm like, that's one of the many, many movies in the last decade that Liam Neeson just apparently couldn't say no to. Where did you see this? He's like, I don't know. It was like Netflix or something.
1: Okay. Wow. Kid's impressive. Yeah. So, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Might have to be mine. Okay. Although in my in my minimal looking that I did earlier when we were prepping for this, I have stumbled upon one that I must see. What's what's the one you must see? Joyride. Joyride. I haven't heard of it. This thriller features a young Paul Walker and Steve Zahn taking a cross-country road trip. Roger Ebert described it as a first-rate pure thriller, an exercise that, yeah, an exercise that depends on believable characters and the director's skill in putting the pieces together. Perfect combination of buddy joyride and white knuckle thriller. Okay, it's it's um, Steve Zahn and and Paul oh, yeah. Walker and Lily Sobieski. It looks good. <laughs> I
3: you know what I recognized the uh, the movie cover of this.
1: Okay, yeah. I did not.
3: I have not like, seen it, but I recognize the movie cover.
1: In my that came up as my like okay I've never heard of this, but I might watch it.
3: Okay. All right, Patrick. What about you? What's your uh, What's your truck driving movie?
0: Oh, you had to go and say Maximum Overdrive. Sorry, I, mean, I was trying to get it narrowed down,
1: and you know, I this I was think a tough I, one. This was one of yeah. the harder ones. I think you may have ever asked us just because of the esoteric nature of it. Uh-huh. Honestly, I think
0: we just we just might have the question that. Uh, what are we going to do with episode 400? Favorite trucker movies. There you go. Top 10 lists. I mean, did, I i um, Did we, I think did we share?
3: Have, I don't mean to interrupt your answer, but did we share yet with the people your reaction to finding out I had put motorcycle movies on as one of our. I think now's, now's the time. Now's the time. Well, so. so I He's thi- still cleaning up, folks,
1: is what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. So I had, uh, I think we had joked about this maybe a couple months ago. And I was like, we might have been talking about something about motorcycles. And I was like, well, you know what? I bet it was probably um, uh, my own private Idaho. I bet we're talking about the motorcycle ah, in that yeah. one. And I bet we said something like, you know, we should do like a, an episode on motorcycle movies. So I think as, the, as we were recording that one, I think I went to the spreadsheet and I put on for August our um, Patreon episode for August motorcycle movies. Mm -hmm. And then I just left it. I don't think I said anything to anybody about it. I think I just put it there and left it. I was like, yeah, I'll I'll tell him when we get closer to August. Well, so then I got a message from Pat just a couple of days ago, and it was, hey, John, hope your trip uh, with the family was good and everything else over break. By the way, I was looking at the spreadsheet, and I noticed there's a thing for motorcycle movies. Here is like 27 different ideas that I have for what we can talk about. (laughs) And give me like a day or two and I'm gonna send you my list of fifty seven different movies that feature the best motorcycle and I was like, Okay, I and, and I apologize for not even responding to either of those messages, Pat. But at this point I was kind of like I think I just need to let Pat run with this for a little bit and maybe just oh no. maybe just not what have say I anything. Done? Well, so that was, my, that was one of my first thoughts, is what have I done? I have created a monster here. My other thought, I had to pull the sound clip from this movie because this is what I felt. Very well. Release the Kraken. And release the Kraken we have. So Pat is now going to help, uh, ah. help plan out the structure of, of this uh, Patreon <laughs> episode that we have eight <laughs> months to worry about, but Pat will spend the next eight months worrying about. Mm. The, the mo the motorcycle minute podcast. Yes. Um. So back to the back to the truckers. <laughs> back to the truckers.
0: I. Uh, Cause you know you could even list uh Night Cannonball Run. Um. Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah. you could list yeah. Smokey and the Bandit
3: in there. That's one of my.
0: Um. Yeah. Dang, I might just have to go with uh, Big Trouble in Little China.
3: Okay. A solid
0: choice. It just, it is such a great movie. And I'm, I mean, yeah, I think I just got to go with that. It's just a great movie. And and I I think the only way I could top that movie is if there was a one that came off my top 10 list, which come to think of it, why isn't that movie on my top 10 list? I don't know. But, uh, wow. Yeah, that was,
3: that was the one that I mistakenly forgot about. Like that's the one as I was making my list I'm like oh I have a respectable you know three movies on the top of my list here and then I'm like let me just google this real fast to make sure I'm not missing anything and the moment I see big trouble in little china I'm like why did that not come oh. up as first Yeah Okay so I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you got that one Um I'm going to go so since you got that one I'm going to go with Oh, you know what? There's the uh, uh, Pixar Cars movie, too. Should have done that one. Uh, oh, shoot, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so I I was considering Big Trouble in Little China, but I'm going to let mm-hmm. you have that one. I'm I, That gives me a chance to branch out and go somewhere else. Um, part of me thought, do we go over the top? Um, yeah. Could include that one there. And actually, that would be, uh, you, you could get the... Um, you could get the double team of Sylvester Stallone trucker movies because there what was mean? a, oh gosh, what what year was it? There was a movie, I think from the 70s, called Fist. <laughs> F period, I period, S period, T period. And it oh, is, geez. and I believe that it is Sylvester Stallone playing a character. I want to say the character's name is something like Johnny Novak. But he's supposed to be kind of like a Jimmy Hoffa type character. So there's two okay. movies. If you wanted, like, if you went to Walmart and they had like those double DVDs of the movies that don't make sense that they go together, um, you should put got- together Over the Top and Fist. And then you've got your oh. Sylvester Stallone trucker movies covered. Um, it said no one ever in the history of watching movies. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see. You took Big picture of little China. I think I'm going to go with Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, okay, I used to love watching those as a kid. Oh yeah. Um, so I think I I think I got to go that one. Um, I mean, special special runner up is the uh, the the trucker with the vast trivia knowledge in Die Hard with a Vengeance.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: That would be the other one. Um, and if I'm gonna go with the funniest one, I'm gonna go with when uh, uh, Lex and Otis are driving the truck in uh, Superman the movie, when yeah. they're trying to they're trying to like stop the uh, the missile so that they can recalibrate the missile so they can use it to fire it off at the San Andreas Fault. Hmm. I that that's my kind of comedy runner-up, but.
2: Mm.
3: All right. Question two. Maybe just as challenging. What's your favorite Jack Nicholson role oh.
0: Wait a minute, Bouncing back, did any of us mention duel i I mentioned it for a hot second okay so it came up in yeah. okay
3: John had uh, when when I was asking the kids um John, I don't think has seen the movie, but he's read the book okay. Because we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, because he likes Stephen King. So I was like, have you read Duel? Or have you seen Duel? He's like, no, I haven't seen it, but I've read the book. I said, okay, well, you should watch the movie at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good one, too.
0: Yeah, all right. Cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to reopen that particular camera. Oh, yeah, comes. no.
3: I'm, I'm kind of surprised, Pat, that you didn't try to wiggle in Transformers there.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah.
3: That's all right. You, yeah. can, you can pull a Jeff and add another entry for it.
0: Yeah, I can. I can.
3: Oh, and I mean, hello, the
0: Road Warrior. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And maximum, right. uh, not maximum. Uh, Mad Max. Yeah.
1: Mad Max. I did. I did Fury think Road. about
0: that. Because Mad Max Fury Road, and then the Road Warrior. Because I don't think I don't think in Mad Max he's driving a truck. I think he drives the truck in the Road Warrior. Yeah. And then he drives the truck in Mad Max Fury Road. Right? Do I have right. that right? Yeah.
3: Or the T one thousand in Terminator two, well, (laughs) yeah. Which, which, okay. If you want to see Pat melt into a puddle on the floor, has Mm -hmm. both a trucker and a motorcycle chase. Oh, true dat. It does
0: that movie. The more, the more, the more I travel this world. And the more movies I watch, I find out that the answer to every question is Terminator Two. The more like it just keeps coming back to that.
3: Pat, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a t-shirt that has the scene from Terminator Two where the T one thousand is chasing down uh, the Terminator on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna somehow superimpose Carrie Ann Moss and Monica Bellucci into that picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just that'll be the, I feel like that would be the perfect gift for you.
0: I, yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that would,
3: I feel like I, it would complete, it would complete what you need completed for yourself. And and you just, (laughs) yeah, you will want for nothing else.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's,
3: yeah. Sigh. Uh Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Pat's Pat's gone. Mm Bye-bye. Um, what is that? Question number two. What's your favorite Jack Nicholson role?
1: All work no play makes Jack a dull boy. There we go. Oh, jeez. There we go.
3: I'm not going to hurt you. I said I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. All right. So there's that one. the
1: the family the the family friendly <laughs> version. Family friendly uh, mm-hmm. hotel. Mm-hmm comedy (laughs) we we have we have
3: talked before about those youtube channels where they recut the uh or they change the music in the background of the trailer to make it sound like it's like a family comedy Mm -hmm. have you seen that one before the shining oh yeah yeah they get to the end it's like the
1: shining it's like oh no (laughs) (laughs) or or as some of us like to call it the Shinnin, the (laughs) (laughs) Shinnin. Isn't this supposed to be the shining? Ah. No, Copyright no.
3: infringement, boy.
1: <laughs> it's the shining. <laughs> now I want to go find that episode. I, know. I might have to do that tomorrow.
3: Did I tell you I got to eat at Krusty Burger?
1: No. Yeah,
3: when we were at Universal, we ate at the Krusty Burger for lunch.
1: And your insides remained intact?
3: They mostly remained intact. Yep. I got everybody <laughs> went somewhere a little bit different. John got the Krusty Burger. Uh let's see, what did um I think I ended up getting the basket of bait at the frying Dutchman. Ah, yes. I wanted to take a minute and get a drink at Moe's, but we kind of, it was a little busy. So yeah, did not do that. I almost ordered the flaming Moe's until I found out that it was basically diabetes in a cup.
1: Yeah. Flaming (laughs) Moe. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you, (laughs) Prairie fires. That's all I'm saying about it. That's oh, boy. Oddly enough, but you can hold that thought because
3: that's my answer for question three.
0: I was going okay. yeah, to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, this is coming back. This is coming back.
3: Oh. So, so hold that thought momentarily.
0: God.
3: <laughs> I should have known. And I tell that story and people ask, how do you know what hot, rotting catfish tastes like? <laughs> Just. Just I, I I don't, but it's an educated guess <laughs> yeah. oh. tastes like a prairie fire, that's what it tastes like <laughs> oh, wow. anyway, that's not my favorite Jack Nicholson roll though um let's see um favorite Jack Nicholson roll. I'm gonna go with. I mean, he's so good as the Joker. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with as good as it gets. Nicely done, because mm-hmm. because he, I mean, between him and Helen Hunt, that's that's where he carries that movie. Um, he does. I love him in a few Good Men, but he's not the primary focus of the movie. Um, I love him as the Joker. Um, but I don't know. I I think you just get to see a little bit more range from him in as good as it gets. So, I'm going to go with that one. Where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> how how do how do you write women so well? Well, I I I start with a man and I take away accountability. And <laughs> I forget what the whole line is, but it's
1: <laughs> I'm looking Fun. it up right now. There you go. Never nice. rub another man's rhubarb.
0: <laughs> I think of a man and I take away reason
3: and accountability. Yes, there okay. it is. Thank you. Well, wow. all right. What do you got, Bo? Oh,
1: I already said mine. My... Oh, did you
3: say your... what did you say?
1: All work and no play. Oh, nice. yeah, Jacket yeah, Albon. yeah. The shinin. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So, Pat, did you do – maybe, Maybe Pat, you didn't do yours yet then.
1: I didn't do mine yet. Oh, I, no, no. You okay, know – He's been trying to avoid because he doesn't yeah, know what to I, say, I, I, I know. think.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, 89 Batman yeah. is just such an amazing movie. But so is The Departed.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: And and I I I just was looking for a, a, a technicality that would flip the switch one way or the other. I, I don't know that I have one. Mm-hmm um yeah they're both such amazing movies and so then i just try to focus in on his performance but he brings so much to the role in both so i i don't know if i can go between 89 and batman 89 and batman 89 batman or the departed i don't know if i've got one i don't know if I, i i don't know if i can split the distance any which way yeah so I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Maybe they're parted.
3: Okay. So other, other, other than the 89 Batman, like my kids have no frame of reference for Jack Nicholson movies, um, mm-hmm. but they, they will know exactly who he is because there, there are times where if I'm wanting to be like super awkward with them, I I will like especially if they're kind of complaining about something I'll or if they're like mm, it's going to be a it's going to be a terrible day. I'm not going to have a good day at school. I'll like grab them by the shoulders and I'll go I just remember you are my number one. I'm my number one, a guy. A guy. <laughs> yeah. So, when you got to make it ab- when you absolutely positively must make every human in the room feel super awkward. That would be a good way to do that. Yep, pull out the Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson quote. Um, Equally awkward was the time I yelled, "This town needs an enema" in the middle of the district <laughs> office.
0: <laughs> That's outstanding, and I hope it's a true story.
3: It's not a true story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would only do that if I knew there was at least one other person that would get the reference. He may have muttered it under his breath a few times, but a few <laughs> times today. <laughs> well,
0: you, well, you need one of those little, uh, like a little yeah, blow toys that yeah. has the little, what do you call those things?
3: Yeah. The little, the little, the little I can't party, make the sound right. little party balloon. Par- yeah. yeah.
1: My balloons. Those are my balloons. Mm-hmm. He stole my balloons. Why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those? Thanks. Bob, gun. <laughs> That's the you need the setup, <laughs> yeah. but the the line is Bob. Bob, gun. <laughs> oh,
2: dear. I have given
1: a name to my pain,
3: and it is Batman.
1: We're doing more quotes now than when we actually watched the movie. I think so.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what? We we're artists. We make art until someone dies.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh Jesus!
3: (laughs) that took a turn quick yeah it did question three um so in this movie bobby charo kept telling the same story over and over again about uh billy flynn you know getting burned to a crisp and then how he reacts to the priest coming to give him his last rites we are family friendly here so i won't repeat the the same ending he shares to the every story um, hundred and
1: fifty times that word was used in this
3: movie. Something yeah, about like one hundred thirty something, hundred and fifty yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and so he a, retails, fair, a fair amount. A fair amount. Yeah. Six is good. Um, and so he he tells the same story every time that he kind of encounters new people. Do you have a story that you kind of like keep in the back of your brain, like a back pocket kind of story, when you meet meet a new group of people, or if you're wanting to like Showcase you or your sense of humor or something like that. Do you have a funny or compelling story that is your go-to st- story to tell? Mm-hmm. I'll start. I have <laughs> I, I have a couple, but Bo, I'm sorry, my favorite one is <laughs> is always when you and I went out, this was this was what, like a, a few days before I was getting married? Yeah, something like that. that like maybe like a week before or a few days before. And uh so we went out and uh is the wooden nickel still there? Um yes. It moved. moved didn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so there was a there was a little bar in Highwood, Illinois called the Wooden Nickel. And uh you, I didn't know much about it, but I think you you used to go there quite a bit, uh-huh. and um, so you're like, yeah, they got they got this guy that does live music. He does like '80s music sometimes, and uh, you know, does uh, does covers of songs. And so uh, let's let's just go out and we'll we'll just hang out a little bit. I'm like sounds good to me. So um, so we go. We're hanging out. We're we're having some. We're enjoying some beverages, and um, and uh, being the. Metropolitan kind of person that I am, I'm like, hey Bo, who lives up here in in the big city suburbs, uh, I just done, I just done come back from Central Illinois and they got this really good drink down there, and uh, I, I want to share this experience with you, you know, as as my future best man, I want to share this experience with you, and so I go to the bartender and I said, um, I said, uh, yeah, I would like a, a two Prairie Fire shots, and of course. You order that down in central Illinois at the uh, bars by the University of Illinois. They're going to know exactly what they're talking about because you are <laughs> in the heart of the prairie. Um, you come to Highwood, Illinois, in the northern <laughs> suburbs of Chicago. They don't so much know what a prairie fire is. No. So I tried to order this thing, and the guy just – I'm just, still not sure I know what it is I, well, <laughs> when done properly. Okay, so – so what I learned here is that you have to be super specific with the bartenders um, because it just, it, it, it did not go well. Um, so I tell the bartender, I said, the shot did not go well in a Enterprise." The shot did not go well, Enterprise. Um, <laughs> so, so I, <laughs> I tell the bartender, I said, okay, well, Prairie fire, it is, um, it is a uh, tequila and Tabasco sauce. Okay. Simple enough, right? Like, how, how could you possibly mess that up? Well, well. well. Oh, you can, you can mess that up. Um, so what ends up happening is we get these shots, the, the guy makes the shot, and uh, we get these shots, and uh, we then proceed to down said shots. And I, I'd like to say something magical happened. Oh, mm-hmm. something magical happens, But it was, it was dark, dark magic. <laughs> yes, sir. It, it was, you remember in Lord of the Rings when, when Gandalf is there and he tells him that uh, the dark flame will not avail you, or your, your dark magic will not avail you, flame of Udun or something like that? That's what it felt to drink these whatever they were that were not exactly prairie fires. Yeah. <laughs> Because they was, they was gross. Um, so apparently what had happened, he messed up the proportions. I, I don't know that I really knew that I was going to have to specify what the proportions were of this drink. But apparently I did need to um, because it's supposed to be one quarter of a shot Tabasco sauce and three quarters of a shot tequila. Yeah. Apparently he reversed those. Yeah. Good. And Good. so yeah. So it was it was three quarters Tabasco sauce and one quarter
1: tequila. It was my understanding yes. that there would be no math.
3: And there was not <laughs> and, and there, there was that, not a uh, moment. There was not. And so whenever I tell this story, like I always get asked, what did that even taste like? And like well. I don't I don't have a frame of reference for what that tasted like. But I'm going to assume it tasted like
1: hot rotting catfish. (laughs) There is no crime. There is no law (laughs) to fit your crime. No. So.
3: Oh um, yeah. So so that tends to be one of the stories I retell fairly regularly at at different times. And like, especially if I'm talking with somebody at work, and we we, actually I was talking to somebody the other day, and and uh, they mentioned uh, it's one of our new one of our new tech people. And they said, oh yeah, I was uh, I was over at the high school, I was meeting with uh, with a guy over there, he's really helpful, his name was Bo Warmbold, I was like, oh. So Luke knows, doesn't he? I, I haven't told him that story yet. Oh, okay. But uh, but I said, oh yeah, Bo. I said, Bo was the best man at my wedding. He's like, you're kidding me? And I said, oh no. I said, first of all, I have a lot of stories that I can share with you, but I have to be careful because Bo probably has twice as many stories he can share with you. Um, so we'll we'll just, we'll space these out for maximum effect. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was something else,
3: wasn't it? Oh, God. Because did, didn't we spend, didn't we? <laughs> I, I vividly remember, well, somewhat vividly remember and somewhat fuzzily remember mm. that we spent the next 20 minutes in the bathroom just from different stalls
1: just telling each other, <laughs> <laughs> I regret everything we just did. <laughs> I thinking. And I'm not sure we did this, but did we take just a straight tequila shot after it to wash it down? I think so. I feel like there was a mistake made there. Yeah.
3: And (laughs) I think we started to compile (laughs) our mistakes on top of our mistakes.
1: Well, and then, I don't know, the fact that we didn't retch was the real miracle. I mean, (laughs) God. It's it's like, you know, when you have those ancient cities and then the one gets
3: destroyed and you put a city on top of it. Yeah. The problem was our city we put on top of the destroyed
1: city was designed by a three-year-old. (laughs) yeah that was that was a bad night yeah i mean fun stories but like oh yeah but oh (laughs) god
3: that's one of the times where you know in in my in my younger days i i very much did regret (laughs) it's like oh this is not what the human body is supposed to feel like.
1: <laughs> well, exactly like me. You're not supposed to have two ounces of hot sauce in one swig. No, it's just not no. for people. No. Oh, so bad. <laughs> <God>. So bad.
3: <sighs> all right. Well, that's my story. What do you guys got?
1: That's my story. Mm. I'm, I'm sticking to it. Mine is, is about my wife actually at our, uh, rehearsal dinner for the wedding. You ordered her a prairie fire. <laughs> uh, if only. <laughs> oh yeah. No, actually, um, uh, that's another one. Actually, that I tell. Maybe that one's better for this because it's alcohol related. Oh. <laughs> we are my wife now. We are twenty five mm-hmm. six. No, no, older than that. We were twenty eight, twenty nine when we got married. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, twenty eight years old. Yeah. She apparently has never had a seven and seven. Now, I don't understand oh. how that's a thing, uh-huh. but you know. So we're at the wedding, and, and I have my drink. She's like, What are you drinking? I'm like, Well, it's a seven and seven. It's what I drink at all weddings. So I figured I was at mine. Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. She takes right. one sip and she walks away with my drink. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I like right. this. <laughs> Well, well, b- bye. It <laughs> just keeps going. He's like, I'm going to go over here. Okay. I'll go get another drink.
3: <laughs> Shortest marriage ever.
1: <laughs> uh, the other one is we're at the rehearsal dinner and my brother who say what you will about him. He's the generous sort. And he bought us f- for uh, his wedding present to us was a season, a se- one single season of bears tickets. Oh, cool. Well, My wife opens the box and she's very confused. She's looking at this and this is back in the, you know, the tickets were still printed on paper, Mm -hmm. which, you know, wow. So they're all, you know, and they're like, rip, you rip them off of the sheet of tickets. Right. So it's a full sheet of tickets and she's so confused. She can't figure out like, is it all for one game? Are we supposed to take the whole wedding party? Like what? What is happening? I, and I I, I, have, vaguely, to, I, vaguely I have to remember show this. her that there are two of the same. Yeah, I vaguely remember this, and I remember
3: it being kind of funny.
1: And I have to point out the numbers on them, like game one, game two, game three. <laughs> and there's a picture in our wedding album of her just – her eyes have gotten huge. Her face is lit up. She's like – she has no idea what's happening. And then she realizes in an instant that what it is, and she is just flabbergasted. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one too. <sighs> All
3: right, children, uh, Bo, Bo made reference to tickets being printed on paper. Now, yes. uh, children, paper is a material that used to be made by taking these fibers, uh, converting them into a pulp. And then I uh, uh, will just go watch them. Go watch the Mr. Rogers episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, all right Patrick what's your story
0: I, I don't know if I've got a story that's or, the that's the
3: issue or one you can share
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've got a story okay. that's the issue I I think uh, I'm trying to think like
3: Notice how he went last after all of us. Like we buried our souls here, mm. and, yeah, and, then, and yeah. then Pat's like, oh, "Guys, I don't think I have a story."
0: Oh, I, I <laughs> you know, it, I'm trying to think. Like in the spirit of this, yeah. If if Dennis was here, see that's the thing is you'd have to get like.
3: Oh, so you? There's some good Pat and Dennis stories.
0: Oh, oh I have no oh, doubts though. <laughs> there are plenty like even before we really knew each other it was kind of like early formative stories and you got to get Dennis to tell the story because he really does it justice so I don't know that I necessarily would because I'm telling the story about myself you know what I'm saying like that's the thing is you got to tell to be in the spirit of this you really have to tell the story about someone else so we'll just have to you know maybe get Dennis to record this story and then we'll edit it in, you know, or print an addendum or print a retraction or, you know, something, print something. But there is a story of back in the day, Hawthorne used to go to the outdoor education up at George Williams college outside Lake Geneva. And there was this obstacle course, right? The team building obstacle course thing. And a bunch of the counselors, and teachers and, you know, everything, we all decided, we all decided to uh, go do the obstacle course at night, right? And like the kids were all in bed and, you know, there were some adults were like, yeah, we're heading out and they're like, okay. And, and, um, um, you know, the the kids were all taken care of. So it wasn't like we were, you know, abandoning the children or something. And so we decided to go do the obstacle course. There's about eight or nine of us you know, pitch black and, and all that kind of thing. So we, we get done with that. And then we're like talking and we're like, hey, Lake Geneva, isn't there isn't there like a trail around the outside of the, the perimeter of the lake? Can't you supposedly walk? It's like, yeah, I think you can. I think you can walk around the entire lake. So of course we're just like, let's walk around the entire lake. Now, of course it's like, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock midnight, something like that. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just walk around the lake. And so we start hiking and as we're hiking, um, you know, we're realizing like, okay, this might be kind of a long walk to go completely around Lake Geneva and be back by the time the kids wake up, but what the heck we keep going. And as we're hiking again, I can't do this justice because Dennis really has to tell the story because he tells it, it better. And it's, it's, you know, it's more like his perspective of it. So we're walking around and we get by a marina. Well, later we come to find out that there had been some break-ins or some vandalism or something going on. So the police had the area staked out, right? So we're walking around and all of a sudden, like police appear on the trail behind us, police appear on the trail in front of us. And it's like, Hey, you know, freeze kind of a thing. And, you know, all of a sudden there's squad cars with the lights going up in the parking lot to the Marina and everything. And you guys come up here and, You know, there's about four or five of us and they walk us all up there and, you know, they call us up to the car and everything. And it's like, all right, you know, what's going on here? And we're just like, well, you know, we're, we're teachers. We were, you know, we've got kids up, up the, up the trail at the George Williams college and everything like that. And we just decided to head out for a, uh, you know, a hike and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, you know, do you guys have any idea on you? Well, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't bring my ID because I didn't want to drop it because I didn't plan to be going out to the obstacle. You know, we were just going to the obstacle course. And I didn't want to drop my wallet in the middle of this woods obstacle course and everything. I don't have my ID. Well, of the seven or eight of us that are in this group, no one has no none of us have our IDs. So the police are like, okay, you know, let's and I mean I had my you know they social security number I had my license number memorized address you know they're able to look everything up and they're kind of you know they're asking us a bunch of questions and okay so you guys are with the what you're with the where what is going you know and all this kind of thing and uh you know we're we're answering her question now Dennis tells a story you know he his claim is that supposedly I got a little belligerent because once they realized you know okay, we're not breaking, you know, it's, it's not like we're the ones that have been breaking into this place and everything. Uh, we're sitting there. And I, I said, uh, you know, and he claims I had a tone. I didn't think I had a tone, but I'm like, uh, uh, officer, excuse me, just, I, I got one question for you. Um, I was under the impression that this was a public path that went around the entire perimeter of the lake and that it was perfectly legal to walk around the lake like without a problem. And so, I mean, did did we do something wrong? Is there some reason that, you know, (laughs) that we're being detained here? Or, I mean, did we break any laws or, and (laughs) Dennis tells the story that he didn't know me that well at the time. I think we just met at camp at the camp and he's thinking, okay, here it is. It's midnight. None of us have ID. We're out walking. There's been, you know, Obviously, we ended up walking through a marina or some kind of a private property, private area. None of us have ID. The police—they're going to let us go and just say, "Okay, guys, be smart. Like, head back to where you're going to that." And who is this gallo idiot that's arguing with them, trying to say, uh, "Did I break any laws? I'd like to know what laws I broke." And the whole thing. And so he gets angry. He looks at me and goes. Okay, Pat, I think what the issue is not where we were walking, but when we were walking. So why don't we go? And I'm just like, well, why don't we go? But here's my question. Can we go back the way we came? Or if, if it was illegal to come this way, can we go back that way? I mean, that's and at that, Dennis grabs me. And drags me back from the police and just says, I'm sorry, officer, I'll talk, you know, no thing. Because he's like, Canigal is gonna get us all arrested. He's just <laughs> mouthing off to the police about the whole thing. And like I said, I'm not doing it justice just because, you know, from my from my perspective, it's it was a it was a little bit different. But when we get Dennis on the show, if he's back next week or the week after, we have to get him to tell the story of going around Lake Geneva because his claim is that I got a little mouthy with the authorities when they uh, detained us at midnight, uh, walking around Lake Geneva. And I kind of want to argue, I wanted to argue the point that were we doing anything illegal? Because technically, aren't we on a public trail? So I I guess that would be the story that always comes up. And whenever we're hanging out or talking with new teachers and all this kind of stuff, Dennis will be like, yeah, so let me tell you about the time that Cantigallo you know, mouthed off to the police on the school trip to uh, to Lake Geneva. So I, nice. I I would say I would say that's the story. But again, I that's I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad because it's really it's Dennis's story to tell.
1: Oh don't worry. I plan to ask him oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have him tell it. Yeah, have Dennis, have, have Dennis tell that story Well, and this, it's
3: pretty this good. Is, this is also clearly before the days of having cell phones and GPS, mm-hmm. guess, before smartphones, because I, I decided to you know, take the liberty to Google this trail, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, how, how long would it take for someone to walk the Lake Geneva Trail? <laughs> <What>? It's long. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me how long it would take? Um, it is 21 and a half miles and would take the average yeah. person eight to 10 hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if the kids all – but here's the thing. We started at 10 or 11 p.m., so, I mean, technically, we could have made it by the time the kids were waking up the next morning. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's, that was – see, that was my question. I'm just like, okay, well, I, I understand. You thought we were breaking into the marina. We weren't, but, I, you know, I can walk down my sidewalk in my neighborhood at midnight. Am I not allowed to walk on the public trail around the lake? I mean – you know that was Dennis was like oh my god and I think he grabbed me I think he grabbed me by that my collar and dragged me away and it's just like you're going to shut up we're going to walk away and I'm like yeah but like I just know we're not going to think we're not going to talk I'm sorry officer I will handle my friend Kenny Gallo shut your mouth <laughs> okay but I just
3: nope nope we're done now no butts I, for I, I would like to point out for the listening audience that cannot see our faces, both Bo and I reacted the same when Pat was like, well, we started at like 11 p.m. And, and we would have gotten back by the time the kids woke up. And Bo and I faced with the option of either, I don't know, sleeping or walking for eight to 10 hours and then getting back <laughs> just as middle school children would be waking up and then you get to spend the rest of the day with them. Bo and I, I think, probably had the more appropriate response, and that was to make faces that went something like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> However, a- I could see Pat and Dennis making the other choice. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh,
0: my gosh. We, we, oh we my are gosh.
1: we are the yin to their yang. <laughs> yeah. That is probably what cemented your friendship that, that weekend right there. Could be when, yeah, he, and- when he saved you from the cops. Yeah,
0: that's, that's it. And see, and he tells the good story. Like now when he tells it, he'll, he'll, he'll get it all. He'll get it all fired up when he tells it, he'll be like, yeah. And so, you know, we, none of us have ID. And of course there's Canigallo, and Canada like, isn't this America? Isn't this America? Like, uh, are we living in America or, you know, am I not allowed to why? And I'm like, okay, no, I didn't say that. And I didn't say it like that tone of voice. All I said was, look, I just got a question. I just got a question, and it was like, he's like, "See, that's the point. That's not how you ask that question at midnight when you're trespassing." I'm like, "Trespassing? I was on a public path. Is there something wrong with me?" Okay, all right, Pat. You know what?
3: <laughs> you're done now. Pat, the, the more times you retell this story, it's starting to sound like the the uh, the disciplinary courtroom scene in Animal House. <laughs> and you know what? I will not let you badmouth the United States of America, gentlemen. oh man yeah yeah that
0: was that or any like any trip to state any Uh cross-country state trip that's that you know that's pretty good stories too
1: so are you saying you make friends with law enforcement wherever you go (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it
0: no like the the, 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 again the once the state it's just the misadventures
1: the, now, the, misadventures. The, the Misadventures of Pat <laughs> <you go>. So <laughs> we, we could, be, we could be, mean, be
3: like a children's book, The Misadventures of Pat and Dennis.
0: Well, the funny part is I'm such a, we, like we often talk about like how big of a fan of the cannonball run I am, but here's the thing. Like I could never do the cannonball run because it would be some dramatic, like takeoff from the start and then right up and around the corners, me pulling the car to the side of the road and taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's kind of, <laughs> but, uh, I, no, the, the, the most, the, the culminating one at state was we were there, Dennis and I, runners down at state. And then uh, the coach from the other uh, good friend of ours, uh, Tony Carlson, was to- coaching the other. And the three of us had ridden together. And he, one of his runners ended up in the, uh, uh, was at the awards thing. And so we had only a certain amount of time to get back to the awards thing. It's like, well, what do you guys want to do? Should we grab food? Should we grab smoothies? Yeah, there's Smoothie King. Yeah, let's go there. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? We don't have a ton of time to get back, uh, you know, for, for Tony, you know, to get back to the awards thing. I, I don't know. Let's just do the awards thing, and then we can run out and get one. Or, you know, Dennis, well, he's at the awards thing with his runner. We'll run, pick his order up, and come back, and the whole thing. And he's like, no, 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 we got plenty of time. Well, you know, I, I love Dennis to pieces, and I'd say this if he was there. He has a different understanding of being on time than – other folks. Yeah. So I'm like I just don't know that we're going to have that time. No, we got plenty of time. What's it's the, you know, I'm like well, we don't have to be there. So so we're arguing and as we're driving. I'm just looking at the GPS thinking like okay, well, we have to be back at this time and driving point, you know, out and back and it's just not going to work. So we finally get to the smoothie place and dennis goes and he's like no no no, i'll go and i'm just like look i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna keep the car running you just run and, it, and he's like well what do you want i'm like i don't want anything just get tony the thing let's get him back in time then we've got a whole hour we can drive all the way around bloomington and normal and the whole thing we could take a tour and get multiple sp- no 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 you need a smooth. so then it's taken more and more time and he's inside and i guess he tells the story of what was happening inside the smoothie places they were taking their sweet time and I'm just like sitting there like, dude, we are late. Like we've got t- like 10 minutes to get 15 minutes across town. And he, then Tony's got to be back at the thing at the awards thing. So, and I'm like looking in the front window, like, dude, we got to hurry up, like pointing at my watch and everything. And he's like, no, no, no. We got plenty of time. And he keeps putting his hands up to dismiss me. Kind of like, you know, just calm down. So I'm just like, okay, well, dude, we're going to be late. And this is So I like back the car around so we don't have to back you know, Bo, like backing into the parking stall so you can just make a quick drive out. And uh, so I backed the thing around And Dennis is like, yeah, just, and he keeps gesturing, like, just calm down. Well, I thought he meant, hey, just go. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, he's telling us to go. And Tony's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, and I'm standing out of the car like, dude, we got to go. And he keeps gesturing, like, just, he meant to say calm down, but it looked like, hey, just go. And I'm like, oh oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll take Tony back to the awards thing. Dennis, the, the, the rate these guys are going, I'll drop Tony and be back by the time these things are ready. And plus, I didn't order. So what I didn't know was Dennis was in there, like ordering a bunch of different smoothies. And like the gal, it was work, it was taking forever. And I'm out in the car, like pointing at the watch and everything. And he says, like, he's like, okay, you know what? I'm afraid we just have to hurry up. We have to go. And I guess one of the... He gestures at me, and I'm like, "Okay, we gotta go." So I'm like, "Tony, we're going." He goes, Are you sure? "What about Dennis?" I said, "Dennis just told us we could go, so we'll come back. I trust him. Whatever the plan." So we start pulling out. At that, he's got the two like fifty ounce smoothies that he had gotten, and like the gal behind the counter goes, um, "Is uh, is one of these for your friend?" And he's like, "Yeah." She goes okay, is that the guy that's pulling away from the curb right now? And he's like, what? So he grabs him, and I'm sitting there, and I, I mean, I took off, because he's like, hey, go, you're not going to tell me twice. It's like, "Go, fine, dropping the hammer, we're going. And so I take off out of the parking spot, I turn out of the parking lot, and I'm on, like, one of the, highways like going back across town to get to the thing Dennis sees it and runs after the car but he runs out the other way to try and cut us off so he runs like jumps the, over the like the berm at the side of the park it's he's like, like
1: Ferris up. Bueller
0: <laughs> it is he runs up the hill down the hill and he's like running down the middle it wasn't like the interstate but it was like a highway you know kind of going through like uh, um normal Illinois you know like a big he's with these like combined like 85 ounces of smoothie in two hands and he's running mm. a as i'm driving up to the stoplight so I'm, what the heck i was, gonna, I was so he jumps in on the highway jumps in the car <laughs> <laughs> i told you to calm down i said you told me to go i told you to calm down and tony's sitting in the back just laughing at the two of us insanely so anyways that was that's a, that's that's another one that you'd have to get uh, 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 Dennis telling is the time that
1: you I think know. I'm just going to ask Dennis the next time we see him. How would you signal to someone through the window of a restaurant to, to calm down and just see what he says? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the
3: this is the Dennis and Pat equivalent of you said go between them. I said don't go between them. <laughs> go between them. <laughs> oh man. Oh <sighs> uh, yeah. Oh good stuff. All right. Well, see, you had stories. You like, I don't have stories. You had plenty of stories. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I got, I got I guess those would be the two the formative stories. Like
0: oh. if we're hanging out and like, yeah, OK, well, let me tell you about here's what you got to watch out for. But, yeah, the Lake Geneva story, you really get Dennis to tell the story because he just does such a great job with that one.
3: Oh. All right. Well, that's probably going to do it for uh, it's going to do it for Hoffa. And uh, again, we, we don't know where he is, so don't don't message the podcast, assuming that just because we watched the movie, we know where he's buried, or maybe mm-hmm. not buried, according to Bo. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's on a beach somewhere, although at this well, point, what do we say, he's, he's on a beach somewhere. So he's yeah. buried in the sand with his drink or something like that. But um, So yes, yeah, so that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you want to find more of our episodes, we are at 30podcast.com or on the social medias. At three zero podcast. Um, go to our website. You can leave a voicemail there. You can rate the show. You can become a co executive producer via Patreon. Uh, don't forget to check out Scene Steelers and the other podcasts in their network by going over to Scene Steelers Global.com. Uh, we got some other good stuff coming up this month. Here, coming up, uh, we're going to have to rearrange. Um, there was, uh, without going into any detail, because I Don't know that I have permission to share at the moment, but uh, there were some emergencies that happened today that caused Mm. us to need to um, maybe just shuffle some recordings around just a little bit. So uh, if we can if we can share any of that information later, I I will share with you, but uh, we're going to have to move back our recording. If you're one of our Patreon co-executive producers, I think we're going to move back our To Kill a Mockingbird uh, episode to the end of this month. Normally those come out in the middle of the month. Um, So expect that one towards the end of this month, but you, you will get it. You'll get your January episode coming out there. Uh, It's just going to take maybe just a little bit longer to, to get that one recorded for you for the rest of January, um it's uh we've the next one coming up and and sharon and i have already watched this one together because she has watched this movie so many times she can quote this one the same way i can quote star wars and so i i practically spent the entire movie you know sitting next to uh marissa tomei because she's (laughs) she's rattling off every single line in the seat next to me uh my cousin Vinny is going to be coming i am
1: excited for the two youths oh the two youths
3: (laughs) the what Ute? what what's a ute the youths <laughs> do these do these pants look okay? <laughs> now i now I ask you a little a little dough idea and it takes its little lips and and puts its lips and drinks the nice cool, crisp water. Bam <laughs> shot in the head by hunter. Now I ask you, do you think he gives a what kind of pants the man is wearing? <laughs> Oh, Oh, such a good movie, such a good movie. Um, So My Cousin Vinny is coming up next, then Passenger 57, coming up after that, For uh, that'll round out January for us, and then, let's see, we got in February, February is our month of uh, mostly female-led movies, I think actually all female-led movies, Um, and so our Patreon episode for that month is Favorite Movies with Female Leads. The rest of the movies for February are A League of Their Own, Basic Instinct, Single White Female, Sister Act, and Jennifer Eight. Uh, Jennifer Eight actually was not originally on our list. It it almost made the cut, Um, but I believe, uh, if I've got my notes correct here, that that was one of the requests from one of our Patreon co-executive producers, Jason Colvin, for us to do that one. So that one's going to be in the month of February. And then March, our Patreon for March is E.T., from 1982 that's reaching its 40th anniversary this year so that'll be a fun one to do too um let's see we've also got let's see march is there we go march is far and away and then uh we should be hitting right after that is when we should be hitting episode number 400 so Early on in March, we're going to be redoing the very first episode, Gremlins, Ghostbusters, and Nightmare on Elm Street. We will redo as our 400th episode. Um, which, excellent. Which, by the way, the uh, I think I talked a little bit earlier about uh, listening to Greatest Generation. And or, I mean, that might have been before we started recording. Um, I want to say the episode they did today was their 400th.
1: It oh. was. Okay.
3: So we are, we are on, almost
1: on par with them. They did an episode of Gremlins for mm-hmm. their uh bonus feed. Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. Awesome! Yeah, it's awesome. I gotta, I, gotta get,
3: I, I gotta get on their bonus feed,
1: I'm not on there yet.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, li- I just listened to that the other day and I'm like, yeah, I, I'd recommend, especially before we start to break it down, check out their Gremlin. It, it, yeah, Bo, yeah. I, I concur, it's yeah. pretty outstanding
3: uh let's see and then the rest of march we've got the last of the mohicans (laughs) scent of a woman and the bodyguard so oh my goodness we have some good stuff and that's going to take us uh those are the first three months of the year so if you are looking at getting ahead and maybe watching some movies to kind of keep up with us or, or stay in line with us there um that is that is the best way to do it um we've got that list and i'll i'll probably throw some of those out on twitter as well so you can take a look at them there but that is our next three months of the 30 something movie podcast And we will be so excited to have you along for the ride with us. Um, So, yeah. Gentlemen, always a good time talking movies. Most definitely, John. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thanks, Bo. It was great seeing you guys again. Good seeing you too, Patrick. Um, And we can't see you, all the people listening, but we are always appreciative for you. We are so appreciative for our Patreon co-executive producers that support the show. Um, if you want to go there and support the show in that way, that would be awesome, and we thank you so much. Uh, you can also support the show by just telling other people about it. If you know somebody else that wants to hear um, a few goofy guys talk about movies that they love from the 80s and 90s, then uh, this would probably be the show for you, so I would mm-hmm. encourage you to you know, share, share with your friends, and if you tell two friends, then they can tell two friends, and so on, and so on. Yeah. What am I going to do with a gun rack? That's that's a little bit further away. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got some good stuff coming up, and uh, and uh, yeah, so come on back if you want to hear hear some good uh, hear some good movies coming up. Especially my cousin Vinny. I feel like that's going to be a quotathon.: Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like it. I uh, there's a tremor in the forest right Nobody now. Nobody can answer that question. It's a fact. It's a trick question. That's right. Aunt May, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Uh, sigh. All right. So Monica Bellucci, Carrie Ann Moss. And Marissa Tomei. And Marissa Tomei. I feel like I'm... What was the the great... Karnak. Karnak. I knew I was kind of close. You were close. I was close. Close only counts in horseshoes, <laughs> hand grenades, and prairie fires. I feel like I should <laughs> have... Uh, what? Uh, what? What makes uh, Pat's heart go pitter patter? <laughs> you know, when Johnny Carson would he'd wear the he'd wear the like oh, you know, the the hat, great... he'd, he'd put the envelope up to his head, and he'd he'd list off like three things, and then he'd open it up. That's and be right. Something funny to yeah. That's gonna do it for this one. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next time.